What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So I was listening to the Monster Lex Friedman podcast of seven hours and 47? 47 minutes with the one with, say his name. I want you to try his name just this one time. because Belongi okay. Stradivarius. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't make violins? No, he does not make violins. Oh. Nope. Probably doesn't make violence either. Right. Uh, uh, Bala- it's Balaji. Balaji. Oh, Balaji. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, B-A-L-A-J-I. Oh. Last name is Srinivasan. Srinivasan, yes. And I listened to this, believe it or not, two or three times. This guy, Paul this guy doesn't have much of a hobby. This guy talks about everything and is pretty freaking sharp and um, hits a lot of big topics. And I'm not going to even go into it, but it's how to fix government and... What does he talk about? The FDA and this and that, but he's got a lot of really good. It's not just a radical guy. He's a smart motherfucker, and I think he's also an angel investor, and uh, and like he's got money also, and he just he's he has a very he uses so many references, really super quick with really big brained people and all this kind of crap. Anyway, they were talking about the uh, the uh, Drake equation, and I thought the Drake uh, wait yeah. Which Drake equation are we talking about? Are we talking about the half your age minus four is acceptable for Drake to date girls? <laughs> that's what that's the it's half your age minus four is where Drake starts grooming people. I bet you there are some numbers in there that actually line up to that equation. Oh, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> so let's say Drake is forty. Okay, half his age, so that's sixteen minus four is yeah. twelve. He did wait. Why he almost what he kind of no. did. If Wasn't he with? Fo- hold on. If he's forty, okay, Mister Math is, Guy, is they let for- you work on fucking planes. They don't let me do you, anything. Is he? For- is own, he forty? It, it. Let's say he's forty. Okay, I don't know. What Half his age would be twenty. Twenty minus four is sixteen. Yes, he. Has you said he, twelve. You said twelve. I just oh, want to I'm point sorry. that out that I got something math correct for, and you did not. You said not. sixteen on a minus something four again. Something math. That's what happened. <laughs> um, and he has been accused of going out with how. With much, I don't know about going out, but it's all, it's like the grooming kind of thing. Sure. How like old were they? Probably with, like the one was. Uh, oh gosh, what is her fucking name? She's on Stranger Things. She plays eleven. I I forgot her name offhand, but but she's about she was, like, that age. Thirteen? No, she's not, like nineteen wow. now or something like that. But she eighteen or nineteen. But she was. He reached out to her via Twitter or something like that, and said, of course he did. This well, he. I understand where he's coming from on this because, like, I've also reached out to people that young, but they're also friends of my, you know, my daughter. So, like, right, it doesn't mean it's like uh, it's more of a shoe like, in that it, way. Shit, god damn it! <laughs> no, it's more of a uh, a protective thing. Sure, because Drake. I don't know if you know this about Drake. Like, like I don't really care for his music, although his most recent album is fucking fire. It's so good, but I hate it. I hate that it's good. Right, but uh, Drake got his start in acting. He was on like the new Degrassi, like in, in, out of Canada. That I didn't know. And I think he was on that show like twelve years old, and he just blew up and became a huge fucking star. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that he could do music. So then he like that just like compound on that, and he basically reached out to. And then we the, all found the, out the that he from, reached out, reached re- reached outs. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And and to the 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 young woman from uh, from Stranger Things, and that uh, he said, "Hey, this business will eat you alive. You need to be, you need to protect yourself. You need to get a strong agent. You need to get this." And they're like, just letting you know if you need any help or anything like that, just let me know. And they corresponded via text for years after that. But when people found out about that, it just looks bad because also right. Drake has been known to like. Like, uh, 
Drake's seen here dating so and so or on a date with so and so at her 18th birthday. Like just <laughs> like that happened like multiple times, and I'm right. just like. So in this case, I mean, the, that biting. would be the Drake equation. That's the Drake, but the Drake. But equation, that's not the Drake equation. Not the Drake equation. Not the Drake equation right. like you're talking about. That's right. the uh, the equation used to calculate the pro- probability of uh, us making contacts or the ability, not ability to, no, how many intelligent uh, planets, potentially planets in theory, are out there, in theory are out there. Yeah. And I don't know. And it's a complex equation with many parts to right. it. But it's, it's impossible to know because we don't know how many galaxies and how many actual stars. Right. But there's someone's come up with. They're working on it. Well, he's the he equation. Said that it, well, the Drake equation wasn't the entire universe. It was. It's just the Milky Way. Oh, that just I, that our part galaxy. Of, okay, and just what, our what, galaxy. What's the number? Did they say with the three? V- <laughs> <laughs> this big, long, complicated math equation comes out with three, v- three or five planets that are. Did they? Is there a number? Uh, I don't know that like, there's like, a number. Like the estimate, okay, then we estimate there's this many planets that we could come in contact with um, or that have inhabitable. Let me go back to the See if there Drake is a number. I had to look up the Drake equation and just picture of a rapper. Um, <laughs> so est- what we're t- Oh, estimates. Uh, original estimates. Educated guesses used by Drake and his colleagues in 1961. Wow, 61. Yeah, that's when he came up with it. We had smart people back then, too. (laughs) (laughs) In the 1960s. And way before that, of course. Uh, Let's see. Rate of star creation. This is a lot of heavy fucking math. Just get to the point. I'm trying to. I'm I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the people that are. This is like uh, talking about a, a oatmeal cookie, raisin cookie recipe they got from their grandmother. Oh, God. Oh, it was a frosty morning in autumn. Jesus, give me the recipe. Just give me the recipe and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. I No, I'm, I, I know. I know. So this is, the, this is the equivalent in science speak about they're going to give you the number. We're going to tell you all the pains they went through to come up with the oh actual number. It's just fucking, it just never ends. It goes on and on and on. I don't know, this man. Is, this is, like, this I, is I can't great find podcasting it. on the air. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, you I'm not, did, yeah, no, I didn't I'm, put you I on the spot. I just I thought there'd be a number. Okay, when you, because of all this, we estimate big, it, 42 billion planets we could come. The or, first one, when they first calculated using what they knew know about the Milky Way in 1961, the first calculation calculation is that uh, uh, it would be roughly 10,000 potential planets like livable habitable planets in the milky way okay but that number is increased with the number of way of up things, i imagine things that have been discovered yeah. well with hubble and, and as telescope sure. technology got better and now with james webb and all that anyway so that's uh dell that- webb remember when you called it the dell webb telescope that <laughs> <laughs> was like it's not a nice red brick color and a master plan telescope paul shit uh, the dell webb so anyway <laughs> that they're talking about that amongst I'll never forget that. I'm the sorry. The Dell Webb Telescope, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway. Um, speaking of, you've seen the pictures. That was one of the topics. Oh, the latest pictures of the uh, yeah. of the nebula or whatever the heck this is, this gaseous Yeah, thing. Towers of Creation. Yeah. yeah. Like it's something my stomach feels like right now is what's going on in there. Paul's having some GI distress, folks, so if God. he happens to leave during the podcast, uh, that's why. We'll just have the stay tuned kind of music, elevator music that's going to No, I'll sing it. It'll be fun. Right. So I had to pound down some pink pink juice. Pink juice? Well, pink liquid. Pink milky liquid. Pepto-Bismol. Right. 
But I feel better now. I do feel. You know what I think it was? I think it was that espresso that I had. You know what's funny is I don't have that issue. So many people have those. I never have that. I'm trying to put it together. I'm trying to pee. I don't have anything that I ate. I I don't understand. There was was a couple mints I had. Mints and coffee? I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Mince like like mince meat like mince meat. Pie. No 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 like like like, like, uh, like what are the uh, I know I know what you're talking about. What are the uh, thank you mints? So those are called like a thanks holy a mint, crap. Thanks no, mint. they come in a tube and there's like chewy mints. They're like in a Mentos, the fresh maker. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Yes, that's it. Anyway, remember the funny Mentos commercials from the uh, the nineties? Yes, that were just rebranded European commercials. Yes, they were. That's the first really time I ever saw different. Mini Cooper. They were <laughs> like those. really different. They're like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, and I, then, like that the colors were just off. The, they were too pastel or something. Like the first Foo Fighters music video I remember seeing I mean, was the a Foo what, Fighters. The, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, do yourself a favor and look up that reference. Oh, you have to do, I know we talked like, about it before. You go on. Oh, okay. You go on YouTube and look for the video. Uh, you can just like search like Dave Grohl or like Foo Fighters Christopher Walken, and they'll show it's like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes long, and they're talking about how Christopher Walken was the host on SNL the first time the Foo Fighters were on there, Foo Fighters, and he was he Walken talked to he went asked them he goes what like when you when I go to introduce you guys I want to get it right is the accent on Foo or on Fighters and he's like uh, I don't know Fighters. <laughs> Like didn't it's like, like they don't know how to answer that. Yeah, like, like I don't know. It's Foo Fighters. So I don't just, know. And he and Dave Grohl says, knowing how he is, we knew it was going to be funny. And when he goes, he goes up on stage, and the, and the guys in the band like have to kind of go Dave Grohl into imitating Christopher Walken. He does a pretty good job. He does. And he yeah. goes, ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters, <laughs> and we and they and we found the clip of him doing that, and it sounds just like that. It's so fucking funny, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Oh God! No. Anyway, the Foo Fighters. Foo it's fighters. hard to say and not laugh. You I, can't. Say I can't that. now. Now I can't say Foo Fighters without thinking Foo Fighters or trying to and yeah, really wanting to emphasize the last like like Christopher Walken. But if you uh, th- their their video for Big Me mm-hmm. is 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 uh, is a Mentos commercial like the entire time like the whole all the Foo Fighters are dressed up like oh you're right and it's Futos the fresh maker like they <laughs> like at the end yeah. Those guys just have fun with their shit. Like the yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so if you need a mind expanding or mind exploding uh, uh, podcast exper- experience, yeah. yeah, go to Lex Friedman. It's I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Balaji uh, Srinivasan. Yes, and it's seven and a half. It's it's a lot of heavy stuff, but he's he doesn't talk past you. Like he really does explain it. And Flex does a good job too. See, for people that don't know, you know, let's make sure people know what you're talking about. Right. With this thing or that thing, and uh, it's really a wonderful podcast episode so there you have it and there it is uh now there, you did bring up something that i found interesting and i didn't get a chance to talk about it because i shut the conversation down so that we could record it because it's it is big heady stuff but you can kind of poke around at it because it's also going to be something that we're going to be dealing with in the within the next 10 years death is ai jesus paul oh i'm sorry no we're gonna deal with we death did. like tomorrow probably but like i'm talking right. about no, no, the ai yes and how potentially dangerous it is but also how potentially useful it is if harnessed properly right and you oh, they, said, they were talking about this yeah they were talking about ai because that's a very heavy topic that lex talks about is because he's been working on that for a while and sorting through some things and maybe some hardware and even some software but you know it, it, the people are they're making headway into it but but if no one's really had a major breakthrough. Like, well, there, like, here it is. There's a couple reasons for it, and I'm sure they talked right. about this. Uh, right. One of the major ones is processing power. Yes. 
it takes a lot of fucking our brains are a lot more i mean they, they all have admitted this too. these big brain fuckers mm-hmm. are going turns out the way the brain processes information is a shitload more complex than we ever really thought correct and they keep going into it and deeper and, and deeper going how in the fuck is this doing this and, we're and that's re- one of the issues yeah and we're reaching the limit of what transistors can do which is your silicon based technology basically microchips right you're the there's a limit to that there 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 there's a limit to how much processing power you can have with each because every single one of those is a little tiny switch yes right so and the more switches you have the more you can process at a time and but that then shit gets hot too it was funny when you got produces a lot of heat it takes a lot of energy speaking of scanners like we were using the phone we'll get this in a second but also the scanner that i bought when i was using it to actual scan it's hooked up to another little brick or something yeah i was when i was scanning it I could feel the actual scanner itself start to get warm because it, it was processing. It was processing so, so much stuff like, so fast. Holy yeah. sh- it was like, it was a, I never felt that before. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. And then it tells you how many points that it scanned. You know, it, it, it's in the millions or something. Right. Anyway, and that takes energy, obviously. Yeah. And so now that's why they're constantly working on these people that do silicon chip or any new new well, wafer tech or anything else they're working be, on. No, no, it's not going to be a wafer. It's yeah. not going to be that. It's going yeah. to be quantum computing. Yes. And... What you had asked me before is, like, when did humans, like, the big jumps in human technology, like, it first started with fire. Right. Right? And that was, like, the first major jump because that allowed our brains to expand because of proper cooked meats and vegetables and things like that. And then grains later on when we became more uh, agrarian. And and you know there was an argument, like, the first chef, like, the first guy that cooked the meat properly, oh, you know, he was... Keeping people off with a fucking stick and grunting at them. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody imagine, else is pretty. Get the fuck out of imagine my. Imagine smelling cooked <laughs> meat for the first time. Right. And these people come in and go, "What the? Get out of here! I'm like, working I, on this." I don't eat a lot of beef very often. Like right. Maybe once or twice a month. But when I do, goddamn, the smell of a cooking steak, like a ribeye in a cast iron skillet, Jesus. So I'm, you can imagine the ima- first, and I've first chef, the first chef, the guy that's yeah. totally kind of perfecting this or getting it going and chef figuring it out. Ape. All these people coming around and him getting mad at him because they're trying to grab yeah. his, getting, you know, kind of get out of the kitchen kind right. of argument. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no shit. <laughs> but he didn't grunts. Right, but they're big spears and they're but probably trying to poke each other. And- when human, like the, the, the big jump in technology that happened in the, what, 1400s with the invention of the uh, printing press? That would be one of them. That, yeah. is, that is what brought us, that's what, that's what really jump-started the tech revolution. That's the beginning that of it. That was technology. It that was, that in, was it. It was part of the information it wasn't, age. Because it was the one of the only of the... things that wasn't geared, a technology that wasn't geared towards war. Because most of the other technology that we developed as humans up to that point was for killing other humans. Sure, but they probably did use, they still use it probably for war purposes, like for making multiple yes, but it, plans but, and but, maps but nobody was taking things. a printing press into war and beating someone to death with it. Right. They weren't shooting from it. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. like a bow and arrow. It wasn't a crossbow. It wasn't a fucking trebuchet. Right. It was for spreading information, which is arguably far more uh, deadly. Yeah. And far more useful. Yeah. So when that, so with AI, there's two things. Is one is processing power. And getting quantum computing stable and proper and, and so on and so forth and, and functional uh, to, a, to a degree where it could be commercialized. So quantum computing and then those computers being able to talk to each other because that's another, that was the other big jump is, is communicating with each other over long distances. Right. And that's where the printing press came into play. The next big jump is going to be AI being able to talk to itself and learn off of itself. I remember. Which is fucking terrifying because I've seen Terminator 2. Right. But – if if you build in safeguards or somehow I know people bigger brained people than me have talked about this that if you build in safeguards 
it'll change the face of humanity for the better. Well, Elon Musk has been talking about it for a long time, and then it turns out we're, you should, we should be afraid of Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried about this Twitter thing, but I also have a, I have a feeling he may just, it may just fucking tank completely. Like, he might fuck it all up. I, I'm I don't that, know. I think it may go away. I don't know. It's possible this, this money just evaporates. It's $44 billion. Anyway, what I really like was the the uh, Stephen King. Did you see that little snippet or screenshot of what Stephen King tweeted at Elon Musk? No. He, this is recently, King, I This seen. is in the past couple of days. Okay. Uh, maybe even yesterday. He said Stephen King tweeted at Musk. He said, I have to pay $20 a month to keep my blue check. No thanks. I'll be leaving as soon as that happens. And then the <laughs> and 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 like there's somebody wrote over top of it like a meme that said here we have a guy who's worth uh, $50 million. Um, <laughs> is that what it is? Like worth $50 million. Sure. Complaining about paying $20 to a guy who's worth billions of dollars. <laughs> How stupid is this fucking argument? And I was, I was like, you're right. But Stephen King's kind of right, too. Like, I get it. But, I mean, you're still, uh, if you want to weed out the bullshit, it's going to cost money because the bullshit right. bots also drive advertising revenue. So once you eliminate those, let's say you eliminate how come bots third, can't pay money? What or if figured out how they, you know, people can't program? Well, I mean, they could. Things. That's that. Yeah. That's one of the ways to weed out those bots okay. is that they're not humans, right? Right, and so they'll weed them out because they just have a free account. So right. that having been said, if you get rid of, I mean, they're like the last number I heard was potentially a third of the Twitter users are bots. A third. Be, That's a fucking it'd be, lot. It'd be nice to come back. If you to got get, rid of a third of your. Do you see what I'm getting at? You get yes. rid of a third of your. Uh, client base or your what do they call that of your users if you get rid of a third of your users that's 33% of your uh, potential revenue that you get that you would get from the advertisers you go hey instead of make it fucking up 10 million now we've only got fucking 66 million right you know so, so they'll, like they'll, they'll have for, to get that from someplace obviously that right. would make it up right um, but that's like we need to get rid of at least a third of the population that would kind of clean things up a little oh, bit God. Jesus that'd be nice um, okay, okay, that's you're wandering in some da- dangerous fucking territory there. But what I was going to say is is that because that was a theory and, and probably very viable, and then the stoned ape theory, of course, we've all heard about this. Yeah, the stoned ape theory is something we've talked about on this podcast. It's been a while though, but right. it's one of my it is one of my favorite kind of fringe anthropological theories. My favorite, like I have multiple, but I, I, <laughs> Joe ponders his I by candlelight and feather pen. He, I, pen, I do, he my dearest Agatha. <laughs> No, I... I have developed a new... I have developed a new goiter. Please no, send a, iodine. No, a theory, not oh, a goiter. Theory. I'm sorry. I thought we were going with the whole Civil War <laughs> thing. <laughs> By candlelight. <laughs> My quill pen. <laughs> this is a declaration of my independence. <laughs> um, no, the stoned ape theory, folks, if you don't know, is that is like most most people who aren't Bible people or creationist-type people agree that the first real jump in technology and what made it truly separate us from apes into um into uh humans or humanoid was the discovery of fire or invention of fire because there's no no, nobody knows exactly how it like if it was oh shit that tree's on fire and you grab a hunk of that and it's nice and warm it's really cold where we are so we grab a hunk of that burning stuff and you start burning more shit and go wow okay as you grunt to yourself in grunt grunt speak, I'm sure like, it also caught you know, a killed and then cooked a, an animal. Uh, of some right, kind. exactly. And yeah. and I don't and nobody knows if it was that or somebody like some ape or or humanoid uh, figured out a way to rub sticks together and create fire or rocks sparking or something like that. Nobody sure. knows how that happened. 
But the stoned ape theory is like uh, once they once they discovered fire, um, or once they it's like how did they discover fire? And it came from nomadic uh, ape like. You know, they're like upright. What are they like? Or how to control fire. Afarensis, Australopithecus, I think is yes. what it is. Yeah. Um, how how do they learn how to control fire? But also if they if they did develop fire rather than like, how do they get the idea? It had to, to be lightning. Fire? That's what my thought. I, I've always thought that, too. But it's also very easy. Like I like I've taken a rock and beat it on another rock just to break the rock and then you see sparks and then right. it could very easily easy that it could cause something on fire and then it's like, possible oh, in shit. the exact right circumstances it could have done that absolutely sure. yeah um and so in them not having any tools and the da, 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 it's very easy to say if there's a uh, hundred thousand of these humanoid you know pre-human type uh or pre not prehistoric but pre-human mm-hmm. uh species it's very easy that they're, if they're all using rocks to beat on shit it's one of them lit a fucking a field on fire right and, and it then could, discovered it could have happened. Could, and then they went and found a dead zebra, and they're like, "Oh shit, this tastes way better." Right. And Slow that, cooked on the savanna. Could have happened when they were busting off chunks of rock to make uh, uh, stone tools or something. Yeah, the, the arrowhead. Yes, shit. exactly. Because that's those create sparks. So the idea behind the stone ape theory is: is how do they know to create the fire? How do they know that that fire would cook stuff, or how would it? How you know whatever? And the stone ape theory is: they were following behind cattle, and or you know wildebeest and shit like that, right? To kill them for food. And they would see mushrooms pop up in the the dung, and they would eat them. Because they ate and made a, lot s- a, they ate a lot of stuff. They ate a lot. They ate anything. Yeah, that and didn't some kill them. Some well, some, some of it did kill. Some and they, people did. They figure like, that out. Don't eat that. Don't eat what Jeff just ate because Jeff is right. dying. We have to bury Jeff and leave him was, behind. He was a little spastic anyway. To, Jeff is gonna die. Call the herd. But no, Jesus. <laughs> Jeff had bad genes, so Jeff's gone. All right. He wasn't right. He wasn't right in, in the, the head. Uh, yeah, so the stone ape theory is that you they, they took psychedelics, p- potentially right. psilocybin mushrooms. Ha- someone had to do it first and, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had to be a long time ago. Did you ever see the movie The Bear? It only had I like so. eight minutes of human dialogue and the whole thing. It was following around this like little baby bear, that like a cub. Oh, that, wait, wait. That the mom got crushed to death and the cub just like has to go around fending for oh, itself. Oh, it, it ate mushrooms, I think. Yes, didn't it? yes. and tripped its That's ass right. off. That's right. I remember yeah. watching that. I was probably like 10 years old. I'm like... My stepdad, I remember him cracking up. It was like, we were all watching as a family, and my stepdad starts cracking up, and my mom was like, shut up. God damn it. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, ah, oh, some some mushrooms you eat, and you see funny stuff. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to tuck that away for like eight or nine years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so my, so they were talking about this, and they said, you know, and they're running up against problem, like processing and all this kind of stuff. And I remember almost 20 years ago hiking with a friend of mine back in Atlanta, and he's a really smart fucker I, I, with it, that I've learned a lot from. And he was he was really into compute. He made a computer like when he was he was ten years older than me, and he made a computer. When he was in junior high school. In fact, he won his local science fair and went to Washington. He was like first place in the state of South Carolina or something, and then went up to D.C. for some national. He built a computer by himself. Like and yeah, he would have been in junior it, high in the late '60s. It was early, early on. Yeah, and, holy shit. And it's like, and that's why he kind of regrets it too because oh, I'm not going to go into all the family issues and his mother. Being abusive and all, but he, I, I ran across an art. He told me all this stuff, and I was kind of okay. I believe because he is a smart guy. And I was, we were moving from one office to another. This is a long time ago, and I actually saw this article of him when he was a fucking kid, you know. And there was a picture of him, and he said that you know William Ingor is going to go to the National Science Fair in Washington D.C. with oh, his that's cool. fucking. Comp- and, I, and I saw the date and I went, wait a minute, this is like early, early, early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have been 
one of those people we've he all could have been one of those Apple guys. Yeah, could have been like the Apple guys. Yeah. But his family situation kind of fucked him up. That sucks. Yeah, that's too bad. Anyway, so we would hike uh, maybe fifteen twenty years ago, right before I moved here. He was talking about how close they were to having true artificial intelligence and all that stuff. And I said, I think they're going to be further. I have no idea what I'm talking about, especially back then. I said, I don't know. There's something to consciousness and life and different. I said, I'm just not sure they're going to get it that soon without knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, I, yeah. it wasn't all, well, this is God's thing and that's the way it is. But you talk about energy of life and what it is because we're just a group of chemicals and compounds, but there's a spark in it. Somehow that's different. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different thing. And people are trying to make life in Petri dishes. You know, they're trying to yeah. mix up their own shit and you know, yeah. let's hit it with lightning. Let's do. They've been doing this forever. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Oh, no, it, it will. I think it's it will. An, it's an inevitability. As right. Long as so full oh, on society no, doesn't Don't go out the INA. Uh, there's a little presentation on the INA. They're giving Paul's got right a now. distracting video up uh, live. It's the city council meeting. But it's the INA you, about if, the non-expansion agreement. Anyway, we'll talk about that next Hopefully next week we'll have another podcast. Yes, we should, we should talk about okay, that. Okay, anyway, week, so, um, oh, so I said, I'm not sure how soon this is going to happen. And then anyway, fast forward to a few days ago when they're talking about this and the Lex Friedman podcast that we were just talking about, the seven and a half hour marathon. Um, and they said that, you know, there's there's something still missing. There's this, there's this. They don't have, it's not, in it. they didn't talk about, I don't think about processing power, which they should have, but I thought, hey, if we went from stupid people to, you know, different ways that we got smarter, like a jump in our capabilities and what we are as human beings, right. and one of them is the stoned ape theory, and one of them is mu- psilocybin mushrooms, what they need to figure out is how to make a digital mushroom. <laughs> and somehow on a macro level and not feed it but have it interjected somehow into this processing system and then that way our processor could go from kind of a dumb processor to an AI to, processing. To an AI hippie processor. Right. He's like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, they haven't tried the, or some kind of a cooked meat, which I do, is even more ridiculous. Cooked meat. Cooked meat, uh, digital cooked meat uh which, which it doesn't need nutrition that way, but if there's some way to right to alter your your pro, your brain at that point, your processor, which is what our brain is, and they just kind of went well, and made you look at stuff differently. I just had a realization: the cooked meat or yes. mushrooms you're talking about yeah. is more processing power. It turned it turned it into that. No, yeah. that's that's no that okay. like a, your metaphorical cooked meat for to. Yeah. To uh, the cause introduced to the for the folks, we left something out about the whole stone ape theory and, and that that era of, of humanoids is that uh, our brain size grew like by like fucking like like three or four times like, in least. like in like fifty thousand years, which is doesn't sound like much, but like our brain capacity, like our brain size, physical size of the brain hasn't changed in like nine hundred thousand years. Right. So for uh, to like triple in size. In fifty thousand years, is, over those is, generations, is, 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 is fucking incredible. And they say the reason for that is getting uh, the, all the nutrients out of food, which came from fire, being able to cook the food. So by that, by that rationale, and kind of leveraging using, the nutrients, using your own uh, metaphor, it would be that more processing power and uh, the ability to communicate on the high, the highest, most efficient level possible between different AI machines. That would be like feeding it mushrooms or feeding it uh, uh, so, cooked meat, so to speak. That's the 
the in that metaphor. So some of the smarter people in the room have kind of agreed. Okay, we need a shitload more processing power to yeah. get to get to AI. And that's what they're, they're also working on this stuff, that's, too. And that's being worked on. In fact, Google, I think it was Google Labs. I'm sure Josh Ganya will text me and correct me or, or commend me for remembering it. But Google Labs came out several months ago with, uh, hey, we may, we, we're not going to talk about it. It hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, but we've made a huge jump in, uh, in quantum, well, quantum oh, computing. Quantum computing, okay. Yeah. Which I is such a high level shit that I don't fucking understand how it works. Well, I just know it doesn't use ones and zeros. I remember less, it doesn't use switches like little tiny yeah. digital switches. It doesn't use those. Which takes energy and takes, takes time. It takes you, a lot of energy, even it though it's micro milliseconds. But exactly. Yeah. Um, so the oh, fuck. Speaking of lack of processing, you're right. Oh damn it! I lost my train of thought. Carry, carry me, Joe, for just Quantum a computing, I was going to uh, bring that up just real quick to explain what that exactly means, okay? okay. Um, it's very difficult to explain to, in, like, the layest of terms, which is what I need. Uh, it's a type of computing where uh, operations can harness the phenomena of quantum mechanics, such as superposition, interference, and entanglement. Devices perform quantum computation are known quantum computers. Current quantum computers are too small to outperform normal computers for practical applications. So it's essentially, oh, God, this is so fucking high level. I Like, I hate even saying words like integer factorization because I don't know what the fuck that means. Right. But you sound smart if you do. I do. I sound, at least I sound smart until I say, oh, I don't know what that means. Right. Maybe I'm the stoned ape here. Uh, it's it's essentially just a, th it's a theory. It's a theory of uh, of computational mathematics, which is what, which is what all computers are based on anyway, is computational mathematics. Right, so here's the, um, the, this is a piece of common knowledge to people like Lex Friedman, because he, I heard him do this a couple times, he goes, all right, and we do know that it takes this much energy, or this many calories, or watts, or whatever, to drive the human brain, mm -hmm. and they're talking about, kind of just run through numbers too, about when you're awake, your normal conscious stuff, like when you're right. doing stuff, when you stand up to walk, because there's processing power constantly going on. Oh, it's con yeah, and, and there's passive like light, and there's also active. Well, I got to move my foot, but you think of these things so quickly, and then there's you know, when you're doing when you're sleeping. But they they know exactly how much power it takes right. to have your brain do all these various things, and it's essentially a very very low power. Right, it doesn't take very much, which makes it hyper efficient. Right, it's doing so, so many things with such little power. And now they just estimate how many how many bits of information or processing is taking place per second or per whatever the hell it is and what the fastest computers do now. And I don't know what that number is, but we still got a lot of room. You know, again, that's why they would say the brain figures things out, you know, spherically in a way. It's not just a linear. Right. I mean, things are happening on all at the same time to process things and to put it together and to make sense so you can fucking drive a car. I mean, and stuff like that. And that's why Musk is having a harder time. You know, with and that's artificial intelligence with the level four driving. You know, they're not. He keeps promising and promising and promising, and it gets and it's not it's pushed just not and there. pushed and pushed. Yeah, and um, Ford just made an announcement. Speaking of, now, we're driving into business. They said they're not going to put any more money in this right now. They said we don't see right now a practical way. So they're doing level one and level two, like driver assist and things like that. They said we're not going to even fuck with which is level funny. Four. What, that's what Ford did uh, uh, with electric vehicles, and then Musk started to pass them up, and like Tesla was like, "Oh shit!" And, and Tesla started to pass them up, 
And then look, now we have the Mach E, we have the F one fifty Lightning, we have all that stuff. So I wonder if they're just going to let somebody else. I which I I get. I that. don't blame him because Musk, Musk, Musk is Musk is Musk is driven to do this. Yeah, and he's got the financial horsepower to do it, and it's right. a lot easier to do it like with with Tesla than it is with Ford. And they're prob- the talk is that they're going to end up licensing it out at some point, which could be a major cash flow. Yeah, you know they could just let Ford you know buy the technology or whatever the technology. And put it in certain vehicles, you know. That's so they don't have to tie up their brain power. Yeah. And by the way, I mean Musk's businesses have sucked up a lot of brain power with SpaceX and Tesla and oh yeah, all this other shit. A lot of engineers are working for him on under some part of the umbrella. He's like like a Hoover vacuum, yeah, sucking up all the talent in tech. And that's kind of funny. If I were younger, even though he's a screwball half the time, you know, if I were a younger engineer, I'd want to work for Tesla, absolutely, or SpaceX because you know you'd be for a couple years on the cutting fucking edge. Yeah. yeah. At least for a little bit, you know, 100%. They did a Falcon 9 heavy launch this morning. Joe, God damn it. Okay. We, I, we both missed it. No, well, yes, we we definitely missed it, but it wasn't, I, I looked, it wasn't broadcast. It wasn't announced. Because it was military, I guess, I, they, they, until it just happened, I think. No, it's exactly what I texted you earlier today. Well, they didn't broadcast it, it, it live it, at it, all. No, they did. They just didn't announce it. They just turned the... It was, they went on uh, live on YouTube, on uh, the SpaceX YouTube channel. They, they just, Moments before. Like like ten minutes before. Okay. And they didn't. I have an app that's a SpaceX like launch app because I'm that much of a fucking nerd. Right. That notifies me whenever there's a launch, or you know anything coming out. And there was nothing. There was no notifications yesterday. I was driving somewhere this morning fairly early. That's when I texted you, and it was on CNBC, the business channel, and they it had on their little every thirty minutes in the morning they have a little two or three minute major news. Yeah. This 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 the war in Ukraine that sucks. You know. And then they said, and te- you know Tesla Tesla launched. SpaceX launched a Falcon. I went Falcon Heavy. What the fuck? Yep. And it that's was a, mili- all, that's it was a, it was a military launch. military uh, mission. That's yeah. why they didn't. But they launched the. They landed the two boosters back. The main, the center booster, what do you want to call it? Yeah, is way downstream, further on on down. And that one was one that was due to be retired anyway. That was right. its last. It was going to be its last. And launch, so, it w- so the barge would have been way too far out. And they said, "Fuck it." It was. It's funny because I was I looked on the app. It says like who the like who the company is, and it said USSF. And I was like, the fuck is that? I forgot about Space Force. Space Force, yes. I'm, God damn I'm it! I'm still not used to that. It seemed like a silly name. Like should should they kept Air Force? Because it's not really in the air anymore. But to me, it seemed proper that the Air Force. Well, the Air Force had the been missiles. handling all the missiles and satellites and shit. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like it's okay. Right or they said fuck it, we need another division. I know that. I don't know why Trump did that. I don't. I I don't know. I just. I think the name is dumb. Like was I, it? I, I know. I think it should have been better thought up because it sounds very science fictiony. Right. Can't be Galaxy Force. Galaxy that would Force. Be even worse. Galaxy Force. Or something Stellar Force. <laughs> I, I I'm trying to think of a better. I'm I, not, I, I'm not, I I'm, I'm not, not saying I can come up with a better one. I just know shit. Astro when I see Astro it. Force Astro Force Astro Force Ass Force Astro. Ass Force. Um, or was it on the docket to do like? Had this been in the decision? Like I don't think a president would decide this and he would make the final decision. I think the military, like the, well, pen, the, it's, the Pentagon, probably goes. You know what? Joint we, Chiefs. We got to have yeah. another. We got to. You need something else. It's getting. It's getting too big and crowded. We right. got to. I gotta spin this. I think off. they were just trying to get out in front of it before it does get big because it's starting because space is starting to fill up like in like close space is going is starting to fill up with satellites. Yeah, and junk. It may like when they do the uh, like the only show that's out there is the newsroom. <laughs> and, yeah, and in the beginning when the opening uh, thing shows uh, Sputnik, 
going around. If you remember this, yeah. the opening, yeah, and that's it was kind of it's kind of sad in a way. I mean, it's very nostalgic, but it shows like a graphic thing of of because that's the first satellite, and that's how all this starts. This instantaneous news right. around the world, not from Sputnik, but that launches the whole yeah. era, obviously. And I'm like, wow, one satellite. I'm just looking at it, going, that was nice. And now, yeah, right. <laughs> now, now it's not. You know, it's yeah, tens the, of thousands. Speaking of SpaceX, that launch last week. Oh yeah, that you could see from here in Kingman. Oh man, in the like, whole it, Western U.S. Well, all of the Arizona. fucking dingleberries that came out on the internet. They're like, whoa, it's, it's chemtrails. I told you they're real. They're like, oh god. And there are so many dumbass comments about this shit. But do you think it, they're like, serious? I think about half of them are serious, and I think the other half are just using Facebook like they normally do, just to spout their dumbass opinion. Local newspaper person contacted me, and I said, <laughs> "I said, he's called me aviation expert. I'm not an aviation. I mean, I guess I kind of am, but it's I'm focused in a certain area." I found it hilarious. In fact, I saw said newspaper man. Uh, he goes out for I don't want to say his name because I don't want to embarrass him, um, but he's a fan of the podcast and and friends of ours or a friend of ours, and. Uh, there's a porta potty out back of Blackbridge, yeah. And uh, said newspaper man cruises around early in the morning, goes for his morning run at yeah. six a.m. and about seven seven thirty, just rides around on a scooter looking for stories, special interest stuff like right. human interest things like that. And he's I I got out of my truck. I don't know. I think it was Friday morning, and uh, he goes. I just happened to see him, and just as he was walking out, like buttoning his pants up, actually he's getting <laughs> he out was, of the porta potty. He was using the porta potty, using our public porta potty that we have in the alley. Uh, it he uh, he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, I love the article, and I love how you called Paul an aviation expert because he sends me a text, he sent me a screenshot of it, of the article, to read, and then in in like in quotation marks he said expert, and I and I put it. <laughs> what was the other? Um, I, f- I forgot what I sent back to you, and I was like, oh. owner. It says owner of Alpha, Alpha Zulu Composites, like your company. Right. And I was like, quote, unquote, owner. <laughs> it's like just, right. to, just to fuck with you. Right. And and he was cracking up, and he's like, I mean, I have his phone number or whatever. I can get. A, I think he said I can get a hold of him. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, he's all the uh, aviation expert I need. Well, that's <laughs> probably true because he asked me what it was. I had multiple people right when this was going on contact me and send me pictures i'm going what the? i knew right away, right away what it was and when yeah. i was pissed because i didn't walk outside and yeah. look me either <laughs> i i completely missed it and right. I, I missed it by about 15 minutes right. before i saw the per- first picture on social media and i was pissed what is I, this i said well part of it's exhaust and the, if it's if it's still going that's the fucking shock wave off, off the front yeah which is you know you can see that there's two distinct things and then I, I told him what it was and then he started writing he wrote an article and said hey oh, is this and i went all right that's not quite right let me let me send back to you a better a- quote. A- aviation expert. Yeah. Right. See? So, um, I mean, he, whatever. I, I'm not, I, again, I've flown for a long time. I've worked on airplanes for a long time, but my area of expertise is a little bit narrow. You have an, uh, you have a airplane hangar where you work on airplanes. Right. Um, that, that's your, and you're a SpaceX fan. That's true. That um, is very true. You've you've and a watched space a fan, a space a fan, and I know people at NASA pretty high up. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'd say that makes you enough of an aviation expert to comment on the Tesla launch. I don't, <laughs> I don't know Tesla who, the SpaceX. God damn, you got me doing it now. The right. SpaceX launch. I don't know who else they would have uh, contacted in town except for someone like yourself, who would have had probably a more accurate quote. Really? Well, okay. I I know a bunch of other pilots, but they wouldn't have. Even known about, they don't even like 
Elon Musk or SpaceX or Tesla's. So they wouldn't even want to comment about it. They don't even like your plastic airplanes. No, they don't. That shit's... Ugh. So that that was kind of cool. It was really cool about it is, if you remember, uh, it was like a it was like a crescent, like a quarter crescent or something. Moon was right there. Yeah. That was really kind of cool. But I don't... He, he's going to be... When he's done, it's going to be like tens of thousands of satellites up there. Yeah. And apparently you can just do that. You know, in other words, there's no... Yeah. Le- no legislative lie says, oh, you can just throw as many up there as you want, I guess. Yeah. That seems a little bit weird, you know what I mean? It's, it that it's seems, not governed? Or I, mean, s- I, I don't want more government, but that seems a little bit weird. That you can just throw as many satellites as you want up there. Well, it's also like uh, literally an unlimited amount of space. Not really. N- yeah, kind of. Like if you... As long as you can keep things like keep things going into orbit or have a way to do deorbit and burn and then just burn it That's up and get difference. it out of there. That's the difference. If, as long as you have those abilities, which all those satellites do, they're little micro satellites, but they're still they still have the ability to do that. They still have little bits of uh, they have oxygen tanks inside them, so to, that to, as a fail safe, if they need slow to. down and then come down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they need to, I know they had to make an adjustment on um, the earlier Starlink because those were bright going across the sky and yes. they, i think they made him they're probably painted in vanta black or something now or who well, knows there's, there's that but they're also getting them up to their their see when they were they were reflecting and, and the, the light back and they're all in a long string mm-hmm. that's when they're first launched they're all like that and then they get actually they're launched that they're they're released and then there's deployment right. deployment's the final stage and that's putting it in putting putting them into higher up the higher orbit mm-hmm. where they won't interfere or will but not very much like the amount of like it's it's hard to describe just how much fucking space there is in space. So yeah. like ten thousand satellites is nothing, especially ten thousand micro satellites. What's gonna be hundred? Well, it's gonna be. I think like eventually it's supposed to be like two hundred fifty thousand. Oh my god! So you'll have every square foot of the of the entire world right can have incredible internet speed. I would um, I would love to know what it was though this this launch this morning because it was a military. You know, we we have no idea. You know, there. Yeah. And you really wonder, it's possible that almost nobody at SpaceX knows what it was. They say, we're going to pay you, you know, $500 million to launch this thing. Okay. Or that's not quite that much. It's probably right. $30 million or whatever the heck it is. Um, and we're not going to, we didn't, we're not going to tell you what it is. You know, I mean, it's on a need to know basis. That's how the military, yeah, that's where it's a need to know. Does Tesla really need to know what it is? Nope. Probably not. You know, what is that noise? It sounds like a motorcycle. Oh, never mind. Um, like a little uh, crotch rocket. But wouldn't it be kind of cool to know just what some of these super secret... It is a crotch rocket. Yeah. yeah. I can tell by the way that the guy keeps revving his engine, he's a douche. Right. Um, it'd be just kind of fun to know and to not spill the beans to anybody. Like, like if they could give you like a like one of those uh, men in black flashy things, too. Yeah. They, they'll tell you, and then they'll just zap you. You know, for five or just know. I love knowing secrets that nobody else knows. Right. Like, I love that like, shit. Like this is some kind of a badass space laser that's gonna take out Putin. That'd be hilarious. Space laser. <laughs> a spacer, Sp- if you if yeah. you will. I don't. I don't know. A space laser. I, I, this sounds stupid. I know, but I'm just saying. Although it wouldn't be laser. It would be or spacer. It would definitely be. It would be laser. Well, it's got to either because... be information gathering satellite or a weapon. That there's our two choices, really. Hmm. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. It just, they just, it was just, it was, they just need to come together. They have to come together. <laughs> two, in, two information two, gathering two, and death. Two missions in one. Two missions in one. Hey, let's take a break. Do we have to? 
Uh, we don't have to. Okay, let's do it. Let's take a okay, break. let's take a break. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet. Wipe your spit from my face. Wipe these tears from my eyes. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet. Wipe your spit from my face. Wipe these tears from my eyes. I've got to take my life back. One chance to make it right. I've got to have my voice be heard and bring meaning to this life. Cause I'm trusted for nothing. I've been led astray. I've been tried and tested, but I won't accept defeat. Not done things I regret, and it's time to reverse the wrong. folks uh paul tell me about your weird qvc purchase or whatever the hell it is this gimmicky thing <laughs> i think it's a ronco ice maker yeah just set it and forget it it's um, called it's called clear ice well first of all i decide i need to drink more uh the world has decided that you the need to drink winter more. is you coming just, winter's coming yeah it's time. To, it's time to start curling up with a it's, golden retriever and a pipe <laughs> 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 and, and a whiskey and a cigar. That sounds like a really nice night. Think about it: a cigar, no, I, a whiskey, eh, a golden retriever, a cigar for or me, but, a fireplace. Yeah. Do you have a fireplace at your I place? I don't. I, I I have a fire uh, pit. Oh, we can go out and fire pit it. Oh yeah, drink some bourbon with yeah. clear ice in it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so because I probably talk about it occasionally, it came across probably my Facebook news feed, and it's called was Ice clear? Made Clear. Ice Made Clear. It's it was a Kickstarter, right? Which is really cool. It's a successful Kickstarter, right? Uh, but what it is is a it's a 
Just a way to slowly freeze the ice, effectively. Yeah, you have to slowly... Fr- in order to get clear ice, you need to... It has nothing to do with filtering your water. It has everything to do with how quickly it freezes. It needs to freeze slowly. And, or, not in a couple hours, or in you like can 24 also hours. agitate it slightly, why it's happening. That, that's why I made to make these big monster cubes, I think. Like these huge cubes that they do, do ice carvings out of. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's in the thing that they kind of vibrate the, the water a right. little bit. I think. That, that could very well be. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah, the the whole idea is you have to get rid of the bubbles. That's what makes ice not clear. Right. As long as you have clean water. And I think it's also why sometimes, cause, because lakes aren't really clear ice, a lot of them, but rivers, when they start freezing, yep. those get those are super clear ice. Yeah, yeah. And it's moving. The yes. water's moving. Definitely. Anyway. It's so. keeping, It's pre- basically you want to prevent the bubbles. You want to give the bubbles time to escape, right. whether through agitation, like you said on the big commercial setting, or in a smaller setting, which I knew from several years ago because I tried it at my house and I was like, hey, that's kind of cool for cocktails just for shits and giggles to have clear ice. But the problem with it is is like the home DIY method is to use a small cooler right. that keeps the bottom part of the ice from freezing completely and allows the gases to escape as because right. water expands. Yes. You know, at, at any point, yeah. Yeah, when, anytime there's a phase change, uh, bubbles get released. Essentially, gases get released. Yes. So... When it when you you know freeze, or when you boil, there's bubbles. So what you want to do is get rid of the bubbles because they get trapped in the ice. They refract light and then, or diffuse light, and it makes it cloudy. And which also uh, because it's full of gas, there's a lot less ice in there, and so it, like it talks about the melt, it melts a lot. Right faster. in the little video, the promo video for Ice Made Clear, which is not a sponsor, not yet. I we wish might, they we were. Might reach out to them. Yeah. Uh, the they what they have is an ice. It's an ice. Several types or two types of ice cube molds that fit into basically a specially made cooler. That's how I've done it at home. Was in a small uh like I think it was a, a like a got or a uh, igloo. One of the lunchbox style coolers. The hard the hard mm-hmm. not the soft ones, but the right the hard ones. And I bought one at Goodwill and took it home, cleaned out the inside, filled it up with filtered water, put it in the freezer, and made like a big a, block of clear ice. A day and a half later, I had a block of clear ice that I like set on the counter for like 10 minutes and melted just enough to come out and I used uh, a bread knife oh, and just yeah. slowly cut it up into cubes and it was some of the coolest shit ever but it, it wasn't they weren't perfect right they were a little jagged on the edges but what they said in the promo video for this this product is true that clear ice does not melt it takes for fucking ever for it to an ice cube you, it, you could get three cocktails out of one big cube of ice and it looks it looks really cool. I think, it, yes, the presentation is really classic. If you go to a decent bar, you know, like a more expensive bar, quite often the ice is clear, that yeah. they, and they make sure it is. And it's neat when you're sitting there having a whiskey, and you're going, wow, this ice is so clear. And it never waters it down. Yeah. Like in the case of whiskey, I like a little bit of water with my scotch or with little my bit. bourbon. Yeah. If I'm getting, if it's not a bourbon, like a, if it's not an old-fashioned, I'm drinking the bourbon straight with a little bit of water. Same, three three drops of water in my yeah. scotch is how I, take a, how I take my scotch. And then, so... Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think it's cool you uh, bought it. But the funny thing is there's the, de- the the debate of like, oh, it needs to be agitated. It needs to be filtered this. I'm like, none of that is true. None of that well, is true. Well, the filtering can... doesn't work at all because I tried that a long like, couple yeah. few years ago. It just didn't work at all. There's a lot of there, – there, well, there's a lot of misinformation out there about making that kind of ice. Well, I they know... even show it on – they have YouTube videos, and it's like, oh, look how clear it is. I just filtered it out with this kind of filter, and I'm going, okay, I'll buy one of those filters. And then it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. work. I'm going, fuck you. This bullshit doesn't Sponsored work. Sponsored by this filter. Right. Yeah. So I spent time and effort doing that, and that's. I think this one will work though, especially because it's the same thing that you've done. It's just in a little bit different it, packaging. Well, it's, it's purpose made to fit in a refrigerator right. and, and which is or in a freezer, which is cool. Right. 
because um, not everybody has freezers big enough. I have a freezer at home big enough to put to put a, a couple of those igloo coolers in and make a bunch of ice if I wanted to. Well, and then I thought uh, I think I think I bought two of them. I've got to go look at my email because they sent me a oh yes we we got your order now it's being made and now it's being shipped and that was a handful of days ago. Uh, I need to find that out because I think I bought two anyhow. And I've got two freezers. I've got two refrigerators and two freezers downstairs. And uh, and if we have a guest here, it'd be kind of cool to have a couple proper um, uh, rocks glasses with a big clear clump of ice in there. Absolutely. And have a bottle of bourbon, whiskey, whatever on the table and just drink. That's not a good idea to do the podcast. It's really not. No, it Although work. a couple weeks ago was a lot of fun. Oh, geez. I yeah. got some compliments on it. I don't know about you. like or I don't talk to people. But, well, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Usually I just run, oh, I listen to your podcast, and I just turn and run. I, uh, my I canned answer is always, I'm so sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Did I say anything that was offensive? Often, like, I got a bone often? to pick with you. Yeah. Or someone brings up a, a night and they threaten you. I listen to your show. It was bullshit. Okay. okay. Probably was. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Don't listen to your podcast. Oh, you don't have one? Oh. Ooh. I thought everybody had a podcast. Ooh, I, I dropped now. I dropped that uh, hot fire truth on a guy on Saturday when I was bartending. That all he did was come in and taste uh, every single fucking beer we had on Jesus tap. Jesus Christ! Which is fine, man. I, I we give tasters out. It's like, but some people have been known to abuse it. Rarely, but this and this guy gave tasting notes and like and like pointers. And I well, was. Well, uh, wait, I'm uh, sorry. Did he have the action a notebook? Or something? No, he didn't have a notebook. He people, was, people he, done this before. Oh right? yeah, they bring in notebooks. Yep. But this guy was just like, oh, you know, for uh, for this style of beer, it probably should be more like this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Not really looking for input, but uh, and this guy <laughs> just went on and on and on and on. And I was like, so how do you know all this about beer? I'm just kind of playing the dumb thing because I already knew his answer. And he's like, well, I've been home brewing for about five years. And I was like, oh, right on. I've been home brewing for 13 and working in this industry for nine years. So when are you going to open up your own brewery? Or do you already have one? <laughs> and he and he's like, uh, well, no, I don't have one. I'm like, really? Because you seem to know a hell of a lot more about beer than we do here. And we've been around for nine years. Well, that's being a little condescending. Like, like he wasn't? <laughs> True. So that's fine. <laughs> well, do you know what his his reaction was? No, I have no idea. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't. Did I did I come off as like being critical? And I'm like, well, you sure. Didn't, you didn't come off being critical. You were being critical. You you gave me notes on how to make beers. Every single one of our beers, how to make them better. Right. Every single one, especially the ones that haven't changed in a long time. Because when we did change things up, people got pissed and didn't buy that beer. Right. I'm like, uh, I said, you know, that, that's I I. I I appreciate your opinion because it, it, you're, what you're saying is spot on, but the way you're saying it and it is just not it's not great. I hope you haven't done this to too many other breweries. Like, I wonder how you could, uh, like, if you really did kind of know your, like, it'd be hard for, oh, that's an awkward situation, right? Because you come in there and you don't want to be a dick, and he didn't care if he was a little bit of a dick, I guess. But let's say you actually do have a real honest critique if if it was something none of the things that he told me were off flavors or mistakes or something like that it was all it it's was not quite right it to was, the style oh, it was more su- okay more subjective kind if of you're gonna style. have a dry stout it should be definitely below five percent alcohol i'm like well you don't have to like it's more, more like opinions and subjective that's exactly well comments. his opinion was the the beers that we said were in certain styles didn't fit to this didn't fit to those styles which i know better Okay. Because otherwise we wouldn't call it that style of beer because we're going to have people like him. 
uh, say that. And it's just also not right. You don't want to call, say, oh, yeah, this is an American pale ale, and it's got fucking 4,000 pounds of hops in it. Well, that's going to be an IPA. I got to tell you, speaking of beer I went to, we all went to, uh, we all kind of bar hopped around Saturday night. But, yeah. Um, we were at uh, Dirty Dough and watched the Swillers. That was fun. They did a great job down there. And it wasn't too windy, kind of getting chilly because it's outside. Yeah, venue. yeah. But I, I really like their Anaconda Squeeze, that IPA. I, I do, too. I think it's a delicious, I think they did a good, they, they do a good job juicy. with that. Oh, it's so good. So there you go. I'm just saying. Now we're talking yeah, about no, and their Oktoberfest is was impeccable. I think I, I tried I, yours, I think. I was re- I'm just really impressed. I love that beer. Yeah. Yeah. Shout he, out to Danny. I think he He's the brewer? Yeah, he's the brewer. He and he had said he listened to podcasts. I was like, Yeah, you should check my podcast out if you want. So I, I don't know if he has, but shout out to Danny. He's a yeah, good dude. There you go. He's a brewer, newer brewer for Rickety Cricket slash Dirty Dough. Yeah. So uh yeah. Let's talk about your costume from Saturday night. Mine? Yeah. Uh, I just wore my uh, Looney Tunes. You wore your Looney Tunes vintage jacket. jacket. You look now vintage. You look like a you were, were dressed as a Looney Tunes uh, enthusiast. <laughs> I had to pull it out of that big bin right there. That's, that, that's where it, it's in that plastic bin. Do you have another jacket? I think I put it. No. Okay. Yes, of course I do. You've okay. seen me in just, other jackets. Just, just wondering. Just making yeah. sure. Just making sure you got a backup I, jacket. I only only wore that because it was kind of Halloween. I thought, it's kind oh, of costumey. I'll put a I'll put a thing on that's got some color. Does it have like purple sleeves or some shit? Mm, one sleeve was just big yellow one. Oh, it's purple over that's there. That's what like it the, is. Like the, yeah. upper, the upper part of the sleeves, I think. <laughs> but it's uh, it was bought like in the early nineties. It's it, Six Flags over Georgia. Guaranteed, it's worth a fuck ton of money. People keep telling me that. There was a dude behind me as I was getting my first Anaconda squeeze. And uh, he goes, man, that jacket's kind of vintage now, isn't it? And I went, yeah, I know. I bought it. He goes, actually, it's probably worth a lot of money. A lot of money. And I went, I don't know about that. He goes, yeah, it probably. I said, I've, I've had this thing since 1992 or Mike three. Mike Brown told you several years ago that it, you, that if if it were hung up in a vintage store in the proper town, that it would fetch well over $1,000 for it. Right. Well, he has a cool jacket. Have you heard about his jacket? I said, you need to wear that jacket out sometime. Oh, the Pulp Fiction jacket? Yes. That was worn by... It was worn during one of the uh, during, whatever parties. It was during a release party or something. It's or, a, for the the rap party. Yeah, the rap party. Yeah, and I can't remember whose jacket it was because each person got their own jacket. And he, right. like I, Mike looked him up on and, IMDb and, he and this scored guy was one like a somehow. production. Do you remember well, how he got it? It was at a vintage like, the like vintage stores have conventions that they go to. M- right. That you can go and buy in bulk or buy you know a whole lot of things and then and bring them back and sell them at your store. Mm-hmm. So it was at one of those one of those piles one, one, that they that they got. It was wasn't what they got. It was like he fat, saw it and bought it okay. instead of buying it to sell out of the out of Gracie's downtown. He I'm sorry he he bought it out of the the lot that she was going to sell. You're saying no. He bought it out of he bought someone else's pile. Yes, at a like a convention. Okay, like a vintage clothing convention. Did they know what they had? Like they 100 okay. percent because they charged a lot of money for it. Okay. I said, dude, I need to see this jacket. I said, I got to see this thing. It's fucking cool. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And it was worn by somebody who was a, not a production assistant, somebody higher up. They actually worked on the film. They weren't just a PA. Could have been an an art director, let's say, like Tom Ballantyne or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, then I saw a lot of funny costumes out. I I also saw a couple, which uh, they will remain nameless because I don't want to embarrass them. But they were dressed up as like the... The two two characters from the Royal Tenenbaums, the exact same costumes that Lisa and Charlie did like five years ago, six years ago. Oh, so it wasn't Lisa they and were, Charlie this year? No. Yeah. Lisa and Charlie dressed as the dudes from Step Brothers. Oh, that's right. God Ow. damn it. Oh, oh, my God. You got a cramp? You yeah. want a banana? Yep. Give me a banana. Do you need a banana? It. Rub a banana on it? You want yeah. me to go get you a banana? I think I'll take my pants off first. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Okay. You're going to be all right? Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, uh... 
Yeah, there was a, a bunch of great costumes, including that guy that had a full-on Iron Man like fiberglass beard. Like <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe how good that was. Yeah, he really couldn't walk around, kind of like the real Iron Man, unless it's really operable. You know, unless you're yeah. really using it. Right, he's it, clunky to walk around like, in. Exactly, he definitely was walking like he had a giant stick up his ass. <laughs> I felt so. I was like, how you come? could hear it as he's approaching. I could hear it. He was <laughs> it was catching fire. Uh, I did ask him. I'm like, how how easy is that to get around? And he goes, it's fucking miserable. That's why I'm not drinking beer tonight. And I'm like, why? He goes, I don't want to have to pee. I'm like, oh, that you don't have like an automatic cod piece or something that just opens up. And he's like, nope, got to take the pants all that, the way down. Which, I think I would have modified it if you you're get, fucking a right. I'd yeah. put a catheter in. Right. Uh, but I wonder if you could even bend your arm enough to get it to your face, you know, to drink the beer. No, no shit. Yeah, you know, uh, it looked like it was kind of stiff that way. But, but look cool. Look cool. He spent a few bucks on it. I obviously. will. I got a lot of. I have to say, I got a lot of laughs on on my costume. Dude, you looked fuck. I didn't even. You were stood right by. I me was standing for a within while. ten feet of you, and you didn't even fucking. And I saw this dude over there. Well, okay, cool. I wonder where Joe is. <laughs> I think about the time I was texting you. Hey, man, where you at? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> hi, I'm right here. <laughs> I started yeah. laughing. Joe so, was. Uh, go ahead. I, I dressed up as uh, as Jesh, uh, my boss, one of the owners of uh, Blackbridge, the brewer. Yeah. Who has a mullet. And he uh, wears, wears red a, and red and black check flannel, f- fucking at least two days a week. And when gla- it's, glasses on a hat. and he puts glasses on a typically a trucker style hat and puts mm-hmm. glasses on the brim when he's inside. And he usually will lose the forget the glasses are on there, so he'll be walking around outside in the sun wondering where his glasses are <laughs> when they're on the brim of his hat. He acts uh, older than I do sometimes. It's funny as hell. Well, he also <laughs> is a hot rod guy, and he currently has a '67 Firebird. So you got a Firebird. So t-shirt. I had a Firebird T-shirt on underneath that, and I uh, I clued him in. That day, so because uh, I was kind of afraid he might be pissed, and might get irritated by it. So I had asked him, "Hey, hey, can I borrow your Firebird tonight? It's part of my costume." And he's like, "Sure." Wait, are you going to dress up like me? Are you going to dress up as as me for for Halloween? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you but motherfucker. If you, if you remember, he when he saw what you were wearing, he went back home. He yeah to get dressed he, up. Like he actually you. called me when we were at Dirty Dough because he wasn't there yet. And I missed the call, and then he shows up out of nowhere wearing that same red and black flannel like shirt, and right. then we took a bunch of pictures together. <laughs> it was hilarious. There, were, there was only maybe eight to ten people who saw me and immediately got it because of the mullet wig, the hat, the right. fucking shirts, everything. But everybody else was like, what are you, like, I'm telling fucking you, hillbilly you, rocker guy? You with a mullet and that hat on, I'm telling you, it changed the look of your face to where I had a heart. I'm like, wow, that is Joe. Multiple people were like that, including uh, you know, or the bartender that night at the um, at the cellar door. Right. I walk in, and like she just kind of glanced over at me. And this I is mean, a woman I, who I've literally and, known 25 years. And you years. weren't covering like, up your face. I didn't. My face wasn't covered. I didn't even trim my beard. Down. Right. I that almost part was all the same. Almost had Josh, uh, you know, the barber, uh, trim up my my beard to make it look a little patchy, like Josh's beard, because it yeah. doesn't fully grow in. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah. So I didn't do anything to my face. It was just wearing a, a hat and, uh, and over top of a mullet wig. That was it. Right. And uh, she looked up. And this is a woman I've literally known, like, next month. In about three weeks, it'll be 25 years I've known her. She knows what I look like. Mm-hmm. I also frequent that establishment while she's working. She sure. knows who I am. I know what you look like. Yes, you do. And you got you were mistaken. <laughs> Sitting right across I, from She me. didn't even acknowledge me. Like, I walked in, and she's like, hello. Like, didn't really look up. And then she looked up <laughs> at me. And she's like, what can I get for you? Have you ever been here before? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any Merlot? And then she snaps her head around. She heard my voice. She goes, 
what? And I'm like, has that how I have to clue you in that this is me? She's like, oh, my God, I didn't even recognize you. Yeah, it's so funny. But it's weird how something like that will change your perception of someone that you see all the time. Yeah. Is just changing up a couple of things, a hat. And uh, there are times. It, you know what's also, I think, a big part of it is for you is that you never really wear a baseball hat. I don't. Like, never. Like, I don't. Like, I try to. Like, I did in the summertime, especially after I shaved my head yeah. you know, the first time. Keeps the sun I, off. Just to yeah. keep the sun off. But I realize it just keeps me so much hotter. So I'll just put SPF like 30 on my head. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm now that I'm working outside, you know, and it's starting to get chilly in the mornings, yeah, I'm definitely starting to wear beanies and stuff. Yeah. Which just. Is another adds another layer because I used to wear beanies all the time when I was younger. Well, they're very practical and they're cheap and easy to put on. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can buy them all over the place for not much yeah. unless you have a really cool one. I gotta find. I've got one that that Carol got me, and it's. I think I ran across. Like, it's stored somewhere either up here yeah. in the Connex, and it was when the McLaren crew was at doing test runs at at the Chrysler Proving Grounds. That's cool. It's not a McLaren hat, but it's a, it's a hat from the, you know, because I had something to give her. She goes, these guys, you have like a hat or something you can give these guys or a Alpha Zula, something from Eric, from Kingman. I gave him something of what it was. She brought back one that had a beanie with a fucking Scottish flag on it from the McLaren. Oh, my God. A uh, uh, racing team that was here. And I've got it somewhere, and I need to find I've that motherfucker. I've never seen that. That's fucking I awesome. I know you haven't seen it, because every time I see it, I go, oh, that's great. Let me put that away so I don't lose it. And then it's somewhere. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that's cool. Anyway, beanies are, are yeah. pra- practical, obviously. So, yeah, I'm sorry. And that's the other thing, too. Like, yeah, when people don't see me, well, like uh, uh, probably a year and a half or so ago, I went. In, I, was in, um, I was in Safeway early one morning, and Jesh was in there. And that was before we worked, you know, side by side all the time because that was when I was still working at the hospital. I was part time at Blackbridge, mm-hmm. and I was standing literally like he was like four or five feet to the left of me, and I wasn't dressed any differently. But it was early in the morning; I hadn't showered yet, so I like went to the store like eight o'clock in the morning, seven thirty or something like that, and I was wearing a hat, you know, because I still had hair then, and I was mm-hmm. like, and wash those greasy, just covered up with a hat, and I'm standing there like four feet. I'm just like staring at him, like, "Hey, good morning, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't even recognize you." <laughs> oh, you guys so just put a hat just on. Just a fucking hat. It was nothing. I wasn't wearing glasses. I didn't right. have like a fake nose or anything like right. that. I didn't uh, nothing. I just just a hat, just right. a fucking hat. So that's eh, funny. Works for me. I've also started wearing flannel more often, which is funny because it 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 co it coincidentally or coincided with me buying the Jeep. Right, and that and Josh had said that he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna turn into a fucking Jeep guy." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" He goes, "You're gonna start vaping." I'm like, "I already vape, you dick." Like, I don't have a big <laughs> nasty vape; it's like a replacement for cigarettes. But he goes, "Yeah, you're gonna start wearing Jeep hats or Live Wild hats or some shit like that. <laughs> hats with mountains on them and beanies right. and fucking flannel." And I was like, hey, "Fuck you, man! I like all those things." <laughs> but well, I didn't like them until I owned a Jeep. Well, your like, flannel and beanie will help because it's getting colder starting tomorrow. Yes, Jesus, and maybe rainier Thursday. And we had this massive western, I made a post, people saw it, this yeah. massive uh, winter storm coming over the west coast and into the Rockies. We need this snow desperately. It's going to get real nasty here, like, I think starting near, tomorrow, the high, tomorrow's high is 61, and then Thursday, uh, like so 40s. tomorrow is like today for you folks listening, today's high is 61, the high on Thursday, Thursday 80% chance of rain, and the high is 47. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Right. Well, because I sorry, folks, I'm not trying to bitch about the the three minute commute that I have. I'm bitching about the first four or five hours of every day that I work at Blackbridge is outside, and the and it's not even so much the cold; it's what the cold does to other things. Right. Okay. Now, 
kegging beer, it kegs beer. You, you can actually push the beer into cold kegs faster than warm kegs. Right. Which is why in the summertime we're hosing them down and keeping them cool. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it foams up. Just like if you had a warm glass and you, I mean, not warm, not, not I mean like warm, like in the microwave warm. Right. Like one of those. And your beer's going to foam up all over the place. Imagine filling five gallon kegs. It, is, it just slows everything down mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. But cleaning kegs. The first couple kegs that you're cleaning, those lines are they're uh, poly uh, like plastic, like high pressure poly uh, plastic, right? They're stiff as fuck. Oh yeah, yep. they're unruly it's until they get heated up after yeah. ten minutes, and it's fucking pain. It's just a it's just, the cold just makes things just a, more of a pain in the ass. Right. And then when you like last winter when I busted my hand open, and didn't I probably needed stitches, but I didn't realize I was bleeding until I looked on the ground. I'm like. That's why, why you guys at some point we I mean, nice to have a little inside area to do that kind of work with. Somewhere. Yeah, but it, I mean, we, you, ha- you might as well just build an entire facility. True. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, I smash my hand open. You know how when your hands are really cold and you you fuck yourself oh, yeah. up. You don't it realize hurts. it because yeah. you're just like ah, it's just cold, whatever. And the cold and then starts hurting. It. Yeah. Well, and then I'm like, I looked at the ground and I'm like, oh god, it hops, fucking murder a pigeon or something. And I'm, there's drops of blood, and I look down, and it's my hand. I was <laughs> bleeding off my hand for like ten minutes. I didn't even know it. There's blood on a keg. There's blood here. There's drops of. I'm like, oh god. But I think uh, Clark County, or at least adjacent to it, uh, to the slight to the north. I mean, just slightly or to the, into the west. You know. Uh, they've got a winter storm watch, yeah, like in Mount Charleston. So you know they're, they're going to get snow. Oh, Flagstaff, Flagstaff's going to get a shitload of snow, uh, probably. I think, which leads us into what I was going to talk about. Uh, Flagstaff, some, yeah, a little bit about Flagstaff. Just okay. something, just I something interesting. I need to fly to Flagstaff and do something. You just go to go to Flagstaff. Just fly there. You just fly there. That works too. Right. Anyway, go uh, ahead. about so, Flagstaff. I went to Flagstaff for a show, uh, like a, for a, for a concert this past Sunday, which that's like two turn and burns in two weeks that I did. Like, like left Kingman at 10 a.m. and came back at like 12:30 Monday, early Monday morning. By the way, how much is gas in Flag? I'm just wondering, what is it less than Kingman or not? Because Flagstaff's uh, not cheap town. The I mean, woman I went with screwed like, in Kingman. Jenna made a comment about it. She goes, "Shit, that's cheap. We should fill up there." But I can't remember how much it was. She said it was like 30 or 40 cents cheaper than here. Which is crazy because Flagstaff is such an expensive. Flagstaff town. has always been had more expensive, the most expensive gas in Arizona. It's and always housing been like that. and everything. They're well, expensive just town. I'm just talking about fuel. Okay, and the fuel reason for that is it's the farthest point away from like in the southwest you get from a refinery. Like it's just the farthest point. Okay, like there does like because there's there's one in New Mexico. So even though Albuquerque is middle of fucking but, nowhere, but between, it's closer between them. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like the halfway point, and and even going north, like because there's a refinery up in northern Utah apparently. Okay, so it's like there's there it's it's like the center of the plus sign like there's no there's no right. anyway w- so yeah so we went up there for this show there's a band that i'm sure some people who listen to this podcast will know they're called hawthorne heights a couple of the members are from my hometown in ohio which is great they kind of peak peaked in popularity about 15 years ago mm-hmm. but they're in that genre of music that's emo emo core whatever well they there's been a huge resurgence because a lot of those emo kids are now had that were kids, say 15, 18 years ago. They were in their like, they were say 12 to like 22, which I fit in that category barely, but like 12 to 22. Those people, it's now 20 years later and they're in their 30s and 40s and they have more money. And it's, it's a popular genre, it's a popular enough genre of music that virtually. Every at least every city, uh, every big city has some sort of in multiple places that are concert venues where they're doing emo night where they'll just have somebody spin <clears> records <throat> and play songs of that area and that type. And people go there and they dance, and they get dressed up like they used to when they were young. Right. 
And then this past, uh, the past previous two weekends was the big festival in Las Vegas. I'm sure you heard about. Oh yeah, and the one the, they, when, they when they we were young, one day they canceled the Saturday, the first wind, one, the, the twenty. Yeah, I for, think. Well, and it was good too because they they peaked like I think their peak uh, like gust was like eighty something miles an hour in Las Jesus. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, there were casinos that weren't booking people on the top four or five floors. Holy shit! That bad, just out of yeah. safety. Yeah. So uh, and not just that, but the flying debris and all that. So, yeah. So that. That festival, two weekend festival, really just showed that there that that genre of music is never going to go away. But what what's funny? Well, emo nights are big here at the brewery. Oh God, it's our usually our biggest night every year when yeah. we have one. They're right. fucking incredible. So, uh, what I was thinking was funny about the whole thing. First off, the show was incredible. Uh, I've it's rare that opening bands that I discuss. Usually, I'll find something I like about each opening band. But this, uh, the two bands that opened up, fucking stellar. Bought some of their merch. Gonna go see one of them uh, when they play in Las Vegas in like a month and a half. Wow. Talk to the guys in the band. I'm like, you guys are fucking incredible. Like, I can't believe you guys. I said, you guys sound like you're you've been a band for 20 years and you guys have only been together three years. You guys are incredible and I wish you guys all the best. And they're like, thanks, man. I'm like, look, I don't know what your booking fees are, but can can you take down my info? That if you're ever in, in like northern Arizona or coming through Las Vegas, Flagstaff, La- Las Vegas, Flagstaff, or Phoenix, and have a day, you have to and you calendar, have a day off, yeah. and you want to make some money. I'll set you guys up with somewhere to stay, play at the brewery that I work at. We have a stage; it's outdoors. If I say, "Hey, these guys have played with these people," I'll get fucking two hundred people there instantly because I showed them pictures on Facebook. I'm like, "This is what happens when we do an emo night," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Holy shit! There's more people there." Then there are here at that show, that show on Sunday, because it was mm-hmm. a little tiny like bar. Yeah. So made contact with them, and I, 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 they're called Action Adventure for anybody who wants to look at it, look them up. They're from Chicago, and they're outstanding. So anyway, it made me start thinking now that I'm uh, what is considered an elder, an elder millennial, geriatric millennial, elder wow. emo. Well, Jerry, it's, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Ho- oh, do you know that? Okay, like Holly Lay got real mad about the ger- being called a geriatric right. millennial, which I was like, you don't have to get mad about that. It's just a clinical term. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, somebody who's like 13 and listens to that music would be called a pediatric emo. Right. That's just the opposite. It's of the like spectrum. the word intercourse doesn't mean sexual. Correct. Necessarily. Correct. It's just the sexual intercourse. That's why you have to say sexual intercourse instead of just intercourse. Right. So uh, it made me start start to realize that as I get older. And as groups of people get older, they cling to stuff from their "quote unquote" prime years. Oh yeah, which is just funny to me because it's now happening, and right. I I don't care. It doesn't bother me, which I'm totally okay because it's not like, as my kid told me years ago, she goes, "Dad, you know what I like about you is that you you're when it comes to music, you're adding to what you like. It's not like you found what you like in this you know from age like 14 to 25." That's it. Fuck new music. It's all shit. And, da, da, da. and like, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm constantly looking for new stuff. Oh, yeah, you do. It's, it, it's impressive it, it's, how much you you look for that stuff. I, and I do because I, I it's one of those. I think it comes from I, uh, I know people get pissed about this, but I think it comes from just how boring it was growing up in Ohio. It well, was just I tell you boring. what else was influenced to, to me was probably your parents. With their love of music, that is that is absolutely true. So that's that the, has to be a factor. That's the biggest factor. I'm sure that's the biggest factor. Because my but, parents were, you know, they had the typical Sergeant Pepper's and different, you know, Petula Clark, if you know that yeah. fucking woman. <laughs> and she, yeah, I remember these out. Al- and I've got a bunch of them sitting right over there. You've seen these yeah. albums I got. Yeah. Anyway, um, that that they I inherited, I guess. And um, but they weren't into music. And like my father 
liked certain artists, but he like his favorite Beatles song is "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," which is awesome. But he never really listens to lyrics or listens to, shall I say? He just liked the composition. And, yeah, the, and, he, and he kind of you heard the lyrics of this song and said, "Dad, this song's around for forty years." Yeah, I know what the, you know, he, he was like he just, <laughs> he discovered something when he was in his seventies. I'm like. <laughs> Don't you ever? He goes, no, nah, really. It's- He's like, hey, man, you ever listen to Sgt. Pepper? Like, it's awesome. When you're old <laughs> and you hear the lyrics, I really get it now. But basically, he would say, he goes, I had music playing if I were if I was driving somewhere and having conversation. He was in the background. If I'm working on a project, it's truly background music. He never really went to concerts and stuff, ever, I don't think. Oh, wow. He was in the Air Force, and he was younger and was doing Vietnam War things. Then we moved around a lot. Then he got a job with Delta, and... I don't think he ever went to concerts. He just, I really don't think he did. It's just not something he was into. Yeah. yeah and so it, music was Which, never like it was to your parents, to him. Right. And for us, it, a lot of it was it was a, uh, escapism. Yeah. 100% because we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. But we always had good music playing in the house. Always. Always. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't think of any band that my folks listened to that I ever was dismissive of. Uh, I used to give my dad shit about being a big Bruce Springsteen and E Street, e Street Band like fan, but I used to give him shit about that when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. That's because that was your job when you were that age. Right, to do that. and it's, it's because yeah. I had I didn't fucking know anything about right. the world. I didn't know anything about the the incredible level of musicianship. In no, that, you didn't. In the that entire you knew, band. You knew, quote, everything. That's yeah, of you, course. Like, like no my one favorite, can show me anything new. My favorite Oscar Wilde quote is, I am not nearly young enough to know everything. <laughs> I fucking love that quote. It's so bitchy and just perfect and on the nose. Yeah, the fewest words as possible get the fucking point across. Very much an economy of words. So um, it made me realize that the emo scene is basically going to be the new classic rock scene. Probably, So when some guy who works at a a, a bar or restaurant or a bar or venue who's like has like the 15th, like in, say, 20 years from now, there's going to be some guy who's like 35 or 40 Who's going to have these old guys come in and go, oh, yeah, we, we've got a band that want to play here. Really, what kind of music do you play? Oh, we play uh, emo, emo core, some pop punk. And they be like, Jesus, another fucking one of those. The same shit that I see. I'm like, great, another right. fucking classic rock band. Right. And now I realize I'm like, this is all cyclical. This shit's been going on forever for going back time and memoriam. Like, it just it just does. I've, and it's uh, so funny to me that I just had this realization, like, on the way back from Flagstaff. There was like a pause in me and Jenna's conversation. Just kind of had a had a realization. Like, and I oh, I kind of hmm. chuckled out of nowhere, and then I explained the concept to her, and she's like, "God damn it, you're so right." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know I am. I know." I am. And she's like five years younger than me, having, which is even funnier. Having this conversation now reminds me of an observation I just kind of made about myself. And you said the when you're at a certain age, you identify with that, and then you were into it, and then you kind of forgot about. It, but now you're nostalgic, and you're certain whatever. But this isn't nostalgia because I never stopped listening to those bands. That's, that's I just true. added more stuff. But, like, that, yeah. but, that, but that does happen. You're but saying, what I'm, yeah. what, I had like five or six of those bands that I absolutely love right. that I still listen to on occasion here and there if I'm in the mood or whatever. But what I'm starting to remember after looking at the lineup for the When We Were Young festival in uh, in Vegas, mm-hmm. and then. I actually, on Sunday night, ran into the lead singer of a band I used to listen to all the fucking time. They actually kind of made it a little mid-level famous. Famous. They might have sold a gold, maybe a gold record back in probably 06 or 07. Is, and also one of the best names for a band. They're out of Phoenix. They're called Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. <laughs> which is fucking incredible. Like, I just, I, right. Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. So, But what I was going to say is this, is that uh, I, I don't really... The era of music that I identify, if I had to pick a decade or something, it's 90s. 
Yeah. You know, I graduated in 81, whatever, and that's why I'd right. mid-late 70s, and I, and I still like some of the earlier Aerosmith when I was a much younger kid because my sister influenced me in that kind of Of course. Thing. She was, what, two years older than you? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and some of that, so, okay, I get all that, but I hearken, hearken back, whatever. I really get into, like, when Jeremy plays, and he does that shit, too. He plays oh, yeah. 90s stuff. You know, like the grunge, or do you want to call it? Uh, the alter- 90s alternative. alternative. Just yes. 90s modern rock. That's all. Yeah, right. That, yeah, that's a catch all from the grunge, alternative, the, right. all sorts of weird shit. I really identify with that much more than I do the 80s stuff for some reason. And I'm, I'm not of that vintage. I, I, should, I should be more into the 80s stuff. I think I have a theory on that. Go ahead. Well, you spent the 80s learning and honing your craft, not fucking around in clubs, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure you went out, but you were still doing your shit. By the time the 90s that's, rolled around, you were turning it, you were 30. That's true, and I also went to Germany twice, like two different summers during the 80s. Right. And to, to spend time learning that shit. That's, so you, that's you, probably you more... You graduated in 81. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you graduated in 81, did Germany, did this, da, 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 da. you were honing your craft and getting your like getting set up for life. You basically did a, a nine or ten year study of getting to you to where you are now. So by the time the 90s hit, in 93, you were fucking 30 years old. I think when I really Your started going... fucking age for hanging out with well, that, that That's that when stuff. I went into Buckhead before it got knocked down yep. now. Now it's high rise and stuff, but there was all the bar hopping bars, you know, to, to see the bands that are playing. Chasing tail, listening the, to bands and all that. There was 90s bands and stuff. Yeah. That's what they were. Yep. And that's what I really identify with anyway. I... It's just interesting that I don't really glom, glab something onto, yeah. glom onto, grab onto uh, 80s music very much. Like Which I think early is, 80s. I think also shows you have good taste. While there was good music in the 80s, there was a shitload of garbage. Yeah, there's only a handful, I think, that, that, yeah. I think that are pretty pretty decent and it, reasonable. From the, it, they're, they're the bands that you probably didn't hear about in the 80s. Uh, the only one I could think of offhand that would... That, would be on the level of like musicianship and, and songwriting that you like that came from mm-hmm. the 80s would be Oingo Boingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even they, the, I just I watched a video about them uh, this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a mini documentary about them, like probably 20 minutes long. Oingo Boingo never had a number one hit. They I, never I, had I, a top, give, yeah. They never had a top yeah. 30 hit. Wow. They never had a top 40 hit. Dead Man's Party made it to 42. Jesus. That's it. And they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Dan- Danny Elfman is a fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, but they, ne- yeah, they're like one of the greatest bands to one of the greatest bands to never have a number one hit, and they're just incredible. But a lot of the bands that were that to me personally, I find that had substance and style and songwriting and musicianship that all rolled into one. Uh, that they just didn't get. They didn't. They just didn't get big. They're big in college towns. Right. The B-52s and R.E.M. are two that ne- those two bands should never have become as popular as they were. It was by a fluke and finger of God, whatever you want. Maybe they sold their soul to the devil. Right. But those two bands are so far outside of what was being played on the radio yeah, and they, on MTV yeah, they were. for they the were. 80s is yeah. fucking nuts. Because... And I, those two uh, bands, like, now we're talking Athens, Georgia. Well, yeah, which, I, and, I, which, I, which I, I'm near. So I knew those, and we all like yeah. the B-52s and, and uh, R.E.M. and stuff. So I'm And I, yeah. I confess I'm not a huge B-52s fan. I appreciate what they're doing, but I feel well, like the 50s-style kitschy shit like, is just not, it's just, it's lost on me. It's I'm kind of like, I don't like, I love musicals. I don't go real love deep. Love them. I don't, go, I don't go real deep on that, but it's always a good party booster when you put on, you know. It's, uh, Love Shack, absolutely. Right. It's always or like when when uh, the Swillers played it the other night. At they Dirty did. Dough. They fucking rocked a goddamn house. They did. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. There's a there's but a, REM is a lot deeper. Obviously. REM, the B52s, Oingo Boingo, Pixies. Yeah. Um, like those are bands that like Pixies never like they 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 weren't very 
popular either. They, really. they they were really popular. Like they could sell out. Well, that's what when I mean popular. Never, I mean they're not the top. They weren't on. T- they weren't on MTV. They were Correct. probably not on. They weren't on regular FM radio. They were on. No. If you listen, the, how I've discovered them, which what I was had was way too young to be listening to Pixies because that's a band. That's a Gen X band. That's not. That's that's years before yeah. me. Uh, that's a band that. Uh, that I discovered because I was able to get a college radio station out of Yellow Springs, Ohio. God, the best college around Atlanta area, the best college was whatever the the letter, the call sign is, whatever, um, is the Georgia Tech college radio. I wish we... Oh, I bet it's fucking... You could probably stream it. I, I bet we can. God, it was fucking cool. I, as a friend of mine said, we can barely get the... The Georgia Tech from up in Marietta, you know, it was such a weak station. Oh, because, oh, yeah. Cause yeah. It was, but it was really well, good. And that station was really weak out at WYSO. Okay. WYSO, it's like 92, 92.3. Again, I was on WEGL Auburn until I got fired, so. The Eagle. With the Weagle. The Weagle. The Weagle. You guys went by Weagle? Yes. Oh, um, God. Jesus. But what's the Georgia Tech uh, college uh, uh, station? That's what I was. Uh, it's got to be a WREK or something. W-R-E-K? Why would it be a... W-R-E-K, 91.1. There you go. I remember W-R-E-K, 91.1. R-E-K, am I missing something? We got to... No, you did say that. No, what's R-E-K? What's W-R-E-K? What's oh, um, R-E-K? Wreck. I like how it's yeah, wreck. Um, there were some things, like something about the wreck from Georgia Tech or something. I know that... Oh, okay. I, I know that, uh, that, uh, that the Georgia Bulldogs would say, let's go wreck Georgia Tech, but that comes from something. I, I should know this, being from that area. But let's stream that uh, station. No, is it going to do now, Joe? Do check it out. What's playing? Uh, yeah. Hang on. I don't know. Let's see. Rec, te- rec tech. What? W R E. Yeah. Where does rec come from? I can't remember. I really don't remember. Radio, something. Oh. Something like there was a like a fight on something. I'm there. Something rec from Georgia Tech. I I oh see I I never went there. I went to parties there. A lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like me. Yeah. I partied at NAU a lot, but I didn't go to school there. Yeah. Yeah, WREK, entirely student-managed, operated, and engineered radio station at Georgia Tech. We broadcast 24-7 on 91.1 FM with 100,000 watts of quality, diverse programming. All right. Wait, that's more watts than they had, I think. Way, that's a way lot. more than that's I, a when I was there. That's a huge coverage. 100,000 watts is a huge coverage Oh, area. shit, yeah. That's all, that's all of it. Where, where's, uh, UG, or where's uh, Georgia Tech out of? Downtown Atlanta. Oh, it, oh, it's actually down. Yeah. Oh, it's an, in, in Atlanta. Yeah, okay, right downtown, just a on the north edge of downtown Atlanta. Yeah, you. Um, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> it. I don't. I see. Uh, under the covers with Girl Rock. Girl Rock is back with another episode of covers from Girl Rockers throughout the ages. Find our playlist here and browse our picks below. Sounds good to me. Oh God, hell yeah. I'm, I, I might. I love listening to college radio. You have to check out. But any, any, anyway, I think uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, who's the famous golfer from Atlanta who started uh, Augusta? Fuzzy Zeller. <laughs> Jack Nicholas. No. No, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson went to Georgia. Tech. <laughs> yeah, Jack Nicholson played football for Georgia Tech. Didn't you know that? No. <laughs> um. Oh my fucking god! Oh, no, it was Rudy uh, Rudiger. Are you being right? serious? No, I'm not being serious at all. He played for Notre Dame. <laughs> they made a whole movie about it and everything. <laughs> Holy shit! People are throwing their people are throwing their shoes at, at their at their Victrolas right now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're at their Victrolas. Yeah, because we're broadcasting on uh, 1350 AM. He was considered the best uh, 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 
Oh. Amateur golfer of all time. He went I, pro briefly, and then he, that was it. He has a law degree. I know you're no... Uh, oh! He started Augusta, you know, uh, the the fucking... Masters? Math, the Masters. I, yeah, I have no idea, man. Oh, my I'm sorry. God. Paul, you're a Georgia boy. You don't know shit about Georgia, it seems like. You're going to go, really? That's the guy? I don't. I might not even know who it is. Uh, I'm not. I promise you, I'm not withholding information right now. I have no idea who you're talking about. Talk to the people right now. I look this up. I talk to the people. Uh, what I, to finish that thought? Uh, it, the I, I. It's totally understandable that you did not have, um, uh, that you weren't into '80s music because you didn't have time to go and go to concerts and do this and do that. It was just like background noise while you were learning your craft. Then when you had more time and some expendable income, then you were hanging out and doing stuff in the Bobby bars. Jones. Oh, yeah, I have no idea who that is. Really? I've never even heard that name. Well, anyway, very, I very, don't, very, very I, famous I, I, I'm sorry, man. I can't. I just. I'm not. No, I'm not. I just don't care. Dogging about, on you. I, well, I, I just don't care that much about golf. Like, I, I know. I know random tidbits. Anyway, Bobby Jones graduated with some engineering degree at Georgia Tech. Oh, okay. And then a law degree from someplace else and some other. He got like two or three high-level degrees. And then he said, golfing's just a game, man. I'm, I'm not going to play pro. People say you should play pro and do that. He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm an attorney. I'm, I got. That's my career. I'm not playing golf. Right. But he was like one of the best. People were freaking out because he just said, screw that. I'm not doing. And he was so good. And he did all these little films and how to golf and all that. But and he'd made some money at it. But that's not what he chose as a career path, even though he was the best golfer at I that time. I find that hilarious. I love when people are good at an activity and they just don't do it because right. they don't enjoy it. Right. Well, no, they, he they, enjoys it. But he, he said, didn't enjoy it as much as his career. Right. He like, took. He yeah. took a law degree more serious than golfing yeah. shocking crazy probably what they did back then yeah. most people did yeah and now of course you can make a shitload more as a right high level golfer than you can anyhow enough of that statement so yes, the point, please. point is he went to Georgia Tech it's neat campus it's all there's still some old buildings all around there all downtown that they kept all up it's cool I mean if I could wind the clock back I wouldn't mind going to Georgia Tech at all it's right there downtown Atlanta sure Perfect. what Prime. the fuck yeah a lot of partying, I'm sure. Oh my God, the parties yeah. were were tremendous. But anyway, I'm gonna start stream. I'm gonna tonight. I'm gonna stream WREK. WREK and see what's up. Uh, yeah. WYSO is one that I stream every once in a while, uh, especially if I'm for some reason like not gone, like not out, like on a Saturday night, mm -hmm. because they do uh, all uh, like Celtic music from like seven to eleven or something oh, like that. That it's, sounds good to me. Well, and then occasionally they'll get like once a month they'll have people play live in studio oh nice and i listen yeah. to the dubliners that way the chieftains played live on there wow. like multiple times just like big names that i listen to in or, the studio on, yeah in the studio wow yeah they would play yeah. in the studio like they were playing in dayton which is like 10 miles away okay they were playing a, a show in dayton and and you know the you know wyso they were hey do you guys want to come home and play we do this celtic hour or whatever so they'd probably much rather do a college station than some other i'm sure higher well there's know. no other station that want to have the chieftains on there you that's know what i mean that's true yeah um yeah so anyway um I it makes sense that you identify with '90s music more, which is hilarious because that's what I identify with. It like that that's the music that I know probably the deepest, other than like ska and reggae. Just but I also did a, a I did like a, a research paper on the three waves of ska and when right. I was like 16. Well, that would make sense to you. Yeah, so I, I, I studied it extensively and wrote like 11,000 words on the three waves of ska. Like it was a fucking big paper. Wow. It was for my uh, uh, theory for uh, music theory four. So anyway, um, yeah, it's, I've always found that interesting about you because it like I'm like, because you're 18 years older than me, 
right. give or take a couple months, right? right? Right. So we shouldn't have that much music stuff in common unless I'm just like an outlier. Right. Right. Uh, but the fact that like when you've, I've caught like years ago when we first were hanging out, like catching you singing along to like little one hit wonders. Like I remember fucking Toadie's Possum Kingdom because <laughs> it was, it was a weird fucking song. The video was kind of odd and dark. And, and you, you but, didn't know Possum Kingdom was until I told you. I didn't know what the possum. I, right. I knew every word to that right. song. And I could kind of play it on the guitar. That's all Lake used to go there. Yeah, which is cr- incredible. Yeah. So, um, uh, but little things like that. Just they, I was like, you fucking remember that? And then I, re- I take into account now he was like almost thirty or turning thirty or in his your early thirties during the nineties, which makes sense. That's like my prime bar hopping. It should have been earlier, it, which it, it was. It should have been, but you were. It, well, no, it wasn't. It shouldn't have been because you probably wouldn't be where you are as successful as you are. Maybe with your know. career if you were fucking around. Yeah. Or would have taken longer. Uh, but yeah, I just found it funny that I'm now turning into. I, I, at some point, I will be. The guy who's like, yeah, man, we get a, our, my band wants to play at your place. And blah, blah, blah. All right, what do you play? Oh, you know, emo, emo core, some pop punk, and this and that. And like, oh, okay, N- no thanks, Grandpa. Like, I just, I just know that that's going to happen to me someday, and that's right. when I'll be like, all right, well, it's time to hang up the fucking towel. So is or get hair implants. Most people that play like the like classic rock stuff that we all, we both you and I both just like oh my god. It's not so. Here's what I I would like to hear something other than what most of those the classic rock cover other bands than play. Hotel California. Yeah, like, like what else? I I really <laughs> like it when uh, who is it? Uh, Goodheart. Goodheart does a rendition because they have really good harmonies. Right. They they'll do a rendition of Peaceful Easy Feeling, which is one of my favorite Eagle songs. I agree. And it's, it was never a huge hit. It was a minor hit, but it wasn't it didn't even crack the top ten. Right. And it's not nearly overplayed. I love it when they play that. Right. Let, or but when somebody the problem is with a lot of those classic rock bands, the talent level in the band itself is so much that a cover band, unless that's all they do is say Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They're never going to do it justice, and it's not going to sound as good as no, I not. want it to sound, they're which not. is a snobby thing on my part, but still. It is true. It sounds like it's older people that don't really have that much talent that say, oh, we can kind of play this. Let's it's not that they do don't it. have that much talent. They have great talent. They're just not Robert Plant. They're right. not, you know what I mean? They're not John Paul Jones. And, uh, but the people, a lot of people in there, a lot of people in their audience, not everybody, they're all, you have to, if you look at their age range, it's like, okay, they, back to what we were just talking about, th- that music meant something to them when they were like 17, 18 of course, years old. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's not going to be me. I'm going to miss by a decade or more. Well, it's going to be like, that <laughs> meant something to me in when I was 28. Right. That doesn't matter. It just meant, it meant that. And that's why I never stopped. One of the, uh, I guess now I think about it, I also have never stopped learning new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I don't know, like, I'm just, it's not that I'm nostalgic. Like, I still love the stuff that I used to love, mm-hmm. but I just have more shit. So what I was getting at was uh, I'm starting – so I, I only listened to from that whole era of, say, so five years or so, maybe eight years, where I was going to tons of concerts, and most they were all in, like, the same couple different, like, types of music. I was listening to dozens of different bands. But over the years, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I haven't thought about the used in a while, so I listened to the used for a couple weeks. And I oh, man, I forgot about Hatebreed, which is – Incredible fuck. If you want to get real aggro and get some shit done and work out or just mm-hmm. get some aggression out here, play Hatebreed because it's heavy, hardcore, like punk rock mm-hmm. with a heavy, heavy bass undertone with screaming vocals, but you can understand the words if that makes sense. It's very aggressive It's not sounding. the stuff we're talking about now. That's but it's the other it, that are, right, yeah. right. And this, uh, hate, ugh. and 
I'm I'm sure Trace is rolling his eyes right now because um Hate Breed is I am like I'm trying to I'm trying to like I want to like look at uh there's they have uh let's see never alone You're never alone is one of their it's a off an album that came out in 2002 uh, the beginning of it goes, this is for the kids who have nowhere to turn, who have nothing to live for. You think you haven't, ha- don't have the will to persist. You have to search within yourself. You're never alone. Like that, that kind of shit from aggro dudes that look like jocks that used to beat up on kids like that. Right. I fucking love that about that band because that's what these guys do. They, they look like they're like all sleeve tatted up and some of them have tattoos on their fucking head and. Like they're just they're wearing basketball jerseys and basketball shorts where, where they and from? fucking. Uh, I think they're from New York. Okay, I think. Um, I mean, the way well, you describe it, it almost sounds like kind of, but not really like a British band or something. But they're, um, but not at all. They're n- no, yeah, not right. not not definitely definitely an American band. Right. They um, but they do they it's it's aggressive uh, aggressively uplifting is what I've heard it uh, referred to. Oh they, oh, this is even better. They're from Connecticut. So somewhere a million years ago, I actually met them after one of their shows. They Mm -hmm. were had walked out onto the like casino floor at uh, the Mandalay Bay. I was at the House of Blues. They walk out and they're still in their gear from from the stage. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Jamie, that's the lead singer. Jamie, what's up, man? He's like, hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? How was the show? Did you have a good time? I had like a bloody nose because I was I just got a little fucking I was like, 23 maybe 22 mosh pit got in the mosh pit took a boot to the face but that's one of those types of mosh pits where somebody falls down everything stops you pick the person up and that like it's just it's just getting out aggression it's not hurting anybody you're not trying to hurt people and uh i had my no i I had still had like blood caked around my nose i cleaned off in the bathroom real quick and it's a compassionate mosh pit i mean kind (laughs) of that's and that's how they started you know Yeah. yeah yeah so uh these they're like Man, you enjoyed the show like crazy. I'm like, yeah, I took a boot to the face. Like, Jesus, doing all right? I'm like, nah, I've had my nose broken before. It's not broken. It's just bloody. Mm-hmm. And I had like drops of blood on my shirt and shit. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you guys? I didn't have a cell phone at the time, but I had the disposable camera. Oh, well, so I got thing, yeah. the like a pit boss assistant to take a, our picture. I got it developed. I showed it to my mom. And my mom like is like, honey, it looks like you're hanging out with white supremacists. And I'm like, <laughs> mom, they're actually so far the opposite direction of white supremacists. is not funny. Like I had her like read some of the lyrics and she's like well these guys are preaching a lot of positivity what do they sound like and i played him for and she's like what the fuck is this um but anyway uh so the show that i went to on on oh the reason i brought up scary kids scaring kids there are bands that kind of made it mid-level big out of phoenix their singer was at the show on sunday night oh shit and i was like like it was kind of standing like to like a few people away from me and I saw him turn around and like walk to like toward the bar, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, Trevor," just like that. And he turned around and he's like, "Do you know me?" I'm like, "I know you, but you probably don't remember me." And he's like, "Walk with me. I'm gonna go get a beer." And so I walked up to the bar with him, and I was like, "I used to go watch, uh, you know, SKSK like fucking 20 years ago at the like the Bash on Ash, uh, the Yucca Tap Room at that to like all these different." And he's like, "Holy shit, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, like." I'm so fucking amped that you're here. Not only that, but two of the dudes on stage and playing in Hawthorne Heights, I went to high school with them. I'm going to surprise them after the show. <laughs> He's like, are you fucking serious? You're from Ohio? And I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And he goes, did you did you see us open for them? I'm like, you're goddamn right I did, because I saw them, like that dude's band, open up for the band that I was seeing on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to talk to that guy. I'm like, dude, how are you guys doing? Like, I, Because they lost, their drummer died about eight years ago or so, and like they didn't really do much. And I heard that they were in the studio recording. It's like, man, I'm really sorry to hear about your friend. Like that, I've lost friends, and that's I can't even imagine what it's like. Somebody you toured around the world with, you know. Right. Um, so they, that they, that's what put that a damper in. in them. You said he didn't hear from yes. them for a while. Yeah, that's what the losing the drummer. They yeah, were all and it took them. They I guess they got in the studio last year. It was like yeah. two summers ago that they started working on stuff. And he said we're gonna release a record and go on a full on tour, like a like a reunion kind of tour. And they're gonna do. They have two hours. They're gonna play places where they can do a two hour set list because they'll do one hour of the twenty year anniversary of one of their their first album, mm-hmm. and they're play stuff off their new album. And I'm like, that's fucking rad, man. Is there anywhere I can listen to that stuff yet? He goes, watch Spotify for in the next two weeks. And I was like, fuck yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. So that made me remember all these other smaller bands that I'd forgotten about. So I've been on like fucking overload the past like two days, mm-hmm. and it's been great. Wow. Also picked up the ukulele last Friday night. Oh, did you? Yeah, finally. Right, cool. I, I'm getting my music juice back, I think. All right, man. So I taught myself how to play a, a, a song on the ukulele on Friday night while well, drinking tequila and making chili. I, I keep threatening with it. I'm going to have to get my pipes fucking out and start doing some shit. Dude, what do you think? Uh, like the two most annoying instruments on the face of the planet <laughs> is, a, is like a fat guy who can't sing playing a ukulele. You and can a guy sing, who, actually. I, I, can't I, sing. I know I can. I'm just trying to downplay it. Right. But the uh, and then like the bagpipes a, and then a bagpipes accompanied by the pipes. Yeah, accompanied by the pipes. Yeah, great. Gonna, if I start playing and getting decent, I'm gonna have to get a because you can buy different types of pipes that aren't quite so goddamn loud. Yeah, yeah, you of know, course. So. Or, or you could also play. I've heard because uh, you don't get the drone effect, but you get the just playing the chanter. Right. Like I have a. In fact, I uh, like I said. One. Of the, I I go off on these like it's not quite mania, but it's qu- not not mania <laughs> yeah so friday night i just didn't go out i didn't go and do anything i was in a great fucking mood i'd had a really good week and i just said fuck it you know i got some tequila here i've got some lime bubbly and then i'm like you know what i need to get my fucking bass out so i got my bass and my amp out and this i started is at home you're saying this is at home yeah right. i did this at home this well, is that's not, good though because again, saturday was a bigger night though so yeah oh, well yeah to, i was yeah. taking it easy it's not like yeah, i got yeah. fall down drunk by myself that folks this is not a cry for help this is just me having a good time <laughs> At home by myself with my instruments, but I couldn't find my fucking cable for my uh, bass guitar like, oh. to go to the amp. I couldn't find it, and you know I just I just moved you know six months ago, right? And um, I have you found it since? No, I, I I did. I'm getting to that. Okay, so I'm digging around in the garage. I couldn't remember. What, I knew it w- it got put in either a tote or a crate, and I have like 14 of each that I had to look through. Yeah, but then I because I'm a little buzzed up. And I'm going to run back in and stir the pot of chili and, and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little tuned up that I would forget where I started. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And I go back to I'm like, oh, that's right. And then I just like kept finding shit that I forgot I had. Like I found my uh, um, my my grandfather, my mom's dad. Mm-hmm. I found his. Uh, I In fact, I OK, I'm not sure. I think it's his. It could have been my great grandfather's hat, but it's uh, the Marine. I forget what they call that cap, but it's like the the slang term is piss cutter, like the one that's kind of cone shaped, like it looks like the in and out hat. I wonder if Sean would know what vintage. Sean it was. called it a piss piss cutter, and he said it was pre. It was, it's definitely pre nineteen forty five. Okay. Yeah. So I immediately sent a picture to him because it's got the globe and anchor pin still on it. And okay. 
he mentioned that I should polish that up. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't always black. He goes, no, that's tarnished. That was, that was back when they were silver. Oh. Okay. I'm like, oh, shit, that's out of regs. I should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. So I found that, and I'm, like, getting distracted by all this cool, nostalgic shit that I found. I found my luchador mask, so I put my luchador mask and sent a picture to a few people. And I'm like, guess what I'm doing? Like, just being a total fucking jackass. Making chili, being drunk, looking through boxes. Making chili, looking through boxes, trying to find shit. I found a bunch of pictures. <laughs> uh, a handful of CDs that I picked up at local shows here in, uh, uh, like, here in Kingman. Like, the, like, I have a Fallout Boy CD that's an EP. It's a five-song EP that has, like, handwritten and then photocopied like Fallout Boy, like okay. from Fallout Boy, yeah, they wow. came through Kingman two thousand one. They maybe. really, yeah, like they, okay. they, nobody knew who they were. They were okay. still a touring band, yeah. They were just a, they were just a touring, like low, super low level band. Fuck, they might not have even been signed. They're startup, like an like an like very a temp, much so. Like a temp, temp and company. they had a more uh, punk kind of sound to them. They still had the clean vocals. It sounded really good because that dude can sing, right. But uh, anyway, so I found that and a bunch of stickers and shit, a set list from old shows, and then I'm like, and I I was like, oh, I know where my cable is. After like an hour mm-hmm. of getting distracted by all this shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, and I walked right over, and it's literally sitting in plain fucking sight, right next to my garage door. Like I walked past it just every sitting fucking, there? It just fucking coiled up and sitting there. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but well, you found a ukulele, obviously. Well, it, uh, uh, I. Uh, Carmela actually gave me one or loaned me one. Okay. Uh, that's a decent quality one. It's and she said it's too. Uh, I think she said the the fretboard is too wide for her to play. Okay. Because it's a what they call a full size, and so and so she got a three quarter size one, and she wasn't using it. And I was like, hey, can I borrow that? And she's like, sure, take it. So I tuned it up, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize how fucking easy it is to play this. Because if you know enough about music, mm-hmm. like reading music. And then kind of understand the mechanics of a guitar. Don't have to be good at it. Just know the mechanics of a guitar. Mm-hmm. You can pick up a ukulele. It was so easy. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to play uh, Dreams by the Cranberries, one of my favorite <laughs> fucking songs of all time. So, all I'm right, like, cool. so I'm like drinking, taking stupid pictures, eating chili, and and like playing the ukulele. Playing the ukulele. Sounds like a great fucking it's like a Friday perfect, night. Perfect fall Friday night. It really was a nice night, man. And then I was in bed by like 1130. It was great. Nice. Yeah. All right, hey, I think with that, let's uh, let's wrap. I think wrap. that's it. I think that's it. Let's wrap this We're up. We're good. Oh, uh, anything at, uh, oh, uh, Casey Frank is at the Sour Door again this weekend, I think. Yes, he is. Well, Saturday? And he, was, he was there this past weekend. He was. He's going to be again yeah. this weekend. Good. Is it Friday or Saturday? Do you know? I, I'm, I'm not Joe's, sure. Joe's I'm, I'm going to consult. Joe's looking uh, Real quick, I do have to give a shout out to Blackbridge Brewery. is going to do a uh, fall festival. Oh, that's right. We have uh, uh, the canvas. It's fire, which is a great pizza truck. They do pizza and wings. I think they, do, yeah, they do wings. Their pizzas are incredible. It's, they had one on Saturday night that I, I actually didn't get a chance to try it until way late in the night. But I was pissed that I hadn't eaten one. Uh, it's a teriyaki. This, it's te- like teriyaki beef with a hot like uh, like a sriracha mayo on the top. Right. And teriyaki sauce is the, the the pizza sauce. And it's real thin, and it's real thin flatbread type. Interesting. Uh, so this is, is this Saturday day, or is it Sunday? Saturday, Saturday during the day, Okay. 12 to about 7, Calling 6, 7. Fall Fest. Fall Fest. There's going to be live music toward okay. the tail end of it. We're also going to have multiple vendors that are doing little pop-up shops. Right. Selling locally made uh, arts and crafts. Not. This is handmade, hand-printed stuff made by local people. It's not like a it's plastic keychain? Key no, it's, no, it's not like swap meat <laughs> bullshit. This is high quality, I really nice stuff. Hate that stuff. Yeah, uh, I do too. 
So music and, and uh, vendors and it's going to be fun. Local and it's vendors, it's yeah. supposed to warm up by then. It's supposed to be in the like the yes. mid seventies that day. I think you're right. So then, that uh, should be and nice. And then Casey Frank is Saturday. Looking Saturday at night. I'm looking. I'm, I'm Saturday looking. or Friday? Or we're gonna have to talk about what's also at Cellar Door on Friday. Maybe I don't even. I didn't even look yet before we started turning the mics on. I did not even look. I completely forgot. And Joe's looking right now. He's checking it out. There it is. And, and Facebook has been stupid lately. There's multiple business pages that I have not been able to look up. It says we couldn't find anything. Like, I just tried to look for the cellar door, and it took me three searches before I found it. Zuckerberg did that on purpose. I'm he, sure he, he did. He was fucking with your whole suite of pages that you manage and monitor. First Friday, November. Oh, right. November it's first Friday. It's first Friday. This, Holy yeah, shit. shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, this yeah. Friday, 7 p.m. is uh, is Casey. Oh, Friday. Okay. Did, yeah. What are they doing on Saturday? I don't have anything. Okay. Oh, Jero- uh, Jerome. Jerome. Jerome, oh. Jerome Asic. Uh, he, he, the, he's there on a... The pianist. Yeah. And tomorrow night is Friends Trivia Night, which I may go down there for that. Ooh. Ooh. Because uh, I got smoked. I thought I was going to be good that last... Like, earlier this year, maybe it was late last year, they had Friends Trivia Night. I, I went over who, there. who won. I forgot. It was... I think uh, it was the Snellings. I think it might have been their group. I think maybe. Might be, I think it might be right. Uh, but I was with a group of people who had, like, only one person in the group had seen, even seen an episode of Friends, and they weren't even a big fan. And what? they were all... I was in a group of people. Yeah, it was, it was me, Crystal, Lynette, and Nicole. All of us are the same age. I we thought, all graduated thought, high school the same year. We I all that had, Julie like, was going to be on your team or something like that. Wasn't she a friend? Maybe she was. I, you know, I know that the the other the three that I just named off were on the team with me, but I don't okay. know if Julia was on. She might have been on another team. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. But remember. it. Uh, I may may do that. That's tonight. That would be Wednesday night, folks. This yeah. week is at the cellar door. And yeah, first Friday and uh, fall yeah. festival. Fall festival during the day. the day at Blackbridge and into the evening because it's you know it's getting chilly at night. Yeah. So I'll be on the back patio with pizza truck, the pizza and wing truck, and all that stuff. It's going to be a ton of fun. Sounds good. All right. Have a good week, folks. Good night.